Oh, yes. That was profoundly sexual, and I don't know how to deal with it. And welcome to episode 125 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I am joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. I am also joined by the lovely Drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. How are you absolutely darling gentlemen doing this fine, incredibly warm evening? I'm, I'm fine, apart from the aforementioned heat, mm. uh, which is uh, not great in our incredibly warm flat, uh, with all the windows closed and no fans on us because we can't do any <laughs> yeah. of that while recording yeah. a podcast. You see, yeah. I, I, I was literally, I think I was messaging Longfang um, when I was out and about in 25 degrees heat, um, having a scalding hot latte, being like, God, it's so warm. You are too Australian to function. <laughs> do you remember we went out like last year and it was like 33 degrees and I was like, Christ, I need a coffee. And you were like, I am actually concerned about your health. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. Like there is something inside you that, that is just broken. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I get, wow. This is like a fridge in there or something. I th- okay, I thought you were, like, talking, like, emotionally. I was like, Jesus, being read to filth. Oof. Anyway, Drama, how are you doing? Uh, I was Is something okay, inside but... you broken? Are you, how are your insides broken? Hmm? Um, yes, no? Yeah, they're, they're, right. they're cooking slightly. I'm sat here in a vest, so, I mean, use, your, here use your own judgment. hot pants. Noise. Wait, are you I... just wearing a vest? No, I've also got, like, orange shorts on. <laughs> I was hoping that you just ha- you're wearing, like, a really long vest... Like yeah, it's looking a nice like, slinky kind of like um, looking yeah. like a three-year-old in the summer. Just oh, wearing got a, my dick out. Or just whatever. wearing a vest and no else running around the garden. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a photo of actually from when I was a kid, um, and it's just me in like I think it's just a pirate. Uh, no, a um, cowboy hat and a cowboy scarf and then shoes, and that's it. <laughs> and it's, okay, it's like, yeah, I want that. En- I want that energy like all the time. Now. <laughs> to be fair, I would pay for like images of adult men dressed like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a look that does need to come back, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's a dick-out kind of look, but you know that, that that you're carrying it with confidence, you know what I mean? Sun's out, um, bun's out. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah sun's out, yeah. gun's out. Yeah. God, so many people want to touch my muscles. Uh, uh, also, how, how are you snipe, by the way? I'm, I'm, I'm copacetic, honey. I'm okay. doing, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Um, I've gone a bit heat crazy. Before we go anywhere, though, I do have a few little things to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. A few, a, c- a couple of thank yous, uh, straight off the bat. Um, which is that <laughs> a group of lovely folks under the banner of Grox Inc. At uh, Grox, G-R-O-X-I-N-Q on Twitter. Um, they are a group of people that put together little like care packages for um, like content creators and send them little things. Which is um, absolutely fucking adorable and wonderful and pure yeah, and great. Uh, that grew out of like... Um, sort of, uh, you know, a bunch of people that, like, uh, follow our stuff and, you know, the 40k people and stuff. Um, they sent us a new graphics card and monitor um, out of nowhere. In in the time of, of fucking 
shit coin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't know joke. what they had to do to get access to any new graphics card. Yeah, I, I am concerned, but yeah, they they bought us a, a lovely new graphics card so I can play Resident Evil Eight on stream, and that has been. I'm still not finished process. I, I still haven't processed yeah. that. That is so incredibly generous and thoughtful. So yeah, mm. just just huge, huge thank yous um, yes. to them. Um, my God, hecking flip. Um, oh. And uh, on a similar note, a uh, lovely chap uh, called Ben Sib. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. Uh, sent us well sent through you, Matt. Um, <laughs> I was not involved in his espionage. It was fine. <laughs> uh, sent us some like you know 40k stamps like yeah like rubber stamps um for like ink, ink stuff as well as a an actual snipe and wib one yeah. um that you stamp it and it's like um oh what's the proper wording of it let me find it I'm so glad um, we're prepared approved <laughs> by the snipe and wib entity and then it's got the um the artwork that's used on the podcasters <laughs> um for us and uh, our winged logo uh, so yeah thank you so much for that yeah um, thank you that was that was yeah. also incredibly generous. When they, when they sent through the thing a while ago saying, I want to send this to them, but but is their PO box going, box going to open soon? I was like, that is the coolest. We're gonna, we'll work something out. Like <laughs> that, that is the coolest thing. Um, so oh, also, want... there were some purity seals in there as yes, well. Yes, very, so. very beautiful purity seals. Yeah, no. So let this be a lesson to you. If you want to send me, I don't know, the giant Chewbacca Squishmallow, just get in touch no, with Drummer Matt. No. <laughs> We don't have. I am joking. Because <laughs> we don't have room in the flat for it. No. We actually, <laughs> we actually don't. don't. <laughs> oh my god it's great but fucking hell you you are one squishmallow away from ha- from us having to have an intervention oh uh, make it a big one then <laughs> yeah i gotta make it a good one then don't yeah I? but once that happens then then you you that that would be the last one you basically could ever have i want the giant chewy he big <laughs> okay one final thing uh happy, happy pride. pride yeah happy pride oh, month yeah. everybody pride. it's pride month if you are seen being being non-gay, non-arrow, non-cis, if if you aren't a part of the LGBT community, you are now illegal for one whole month. <laughs> Ooh, also, like, you know, arrow people, ace people, they are also involved. They are proudly part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Same with intersex people. And no turfs at Pride. We fucking hate you. Go die? Yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that sums it up quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yes. Matthew. I'm not Matthew. Yes. What have you been up to, my friend? I, I, I'm afraid I've been doing bugger all. That's okay. <laughs> but I did finish Kingdom, and I know I've mentioned this for the last two podcasts, but it's just flip. It's really good. Like, <laughs> if you haven't listened to me badger on about it for the last two episodes and you're going oh, I'll check that out later go check it out now it's really good we'll wait this yeah. podcast is like six hours long go do it go silence. do it now <laughs> yeah, we'll just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll just hang out um yeah it's really good um there's been two series of it and it, it's just the production value on it is so it's so beautiful like all the shots like yes okay they're zombies and they're like using giant korean swords to behead zombies and there's blood flying everywhere but it's just it it, they all look like paintings. All the all the scenes. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really good, and it's a really satisfying story. Go watch it. Even though it's zombies, you won't regret it. Unless you like <laughs> I mean... actually don't like watching zombie stuff, in which case, fine. But if you're yeah. just bored of zombies, don't use that as an excuse because it's still is. Why don't you just look me in the eyes and tell me to go fuck myself, Matt? Well, I don't want you to do. Well, I mean, you can do that if you want on your own time. 
But I mean, I was going to, but now I don't want to because you've told me to. No, I'm just... <laughs> Wait, what, what <laughs> well, now I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, go, go, watch, that, go watch Kingdom. That... It's great. And it's based off a webcomic I, I, I was recently... Fucking really? Out. Oh. Yeah, like at the start it says based on... I can't remember what, what it's called. It's like Kingdom of the Gods. I, I can't remember what the actual title is. But I just assumed that was a book, and I was on the Wikipedia page because we were looking because there's only two series on Netflix. So I was just checking if there's like going to be more, uh, and there is. There's going to be another special, which like I think probably wraps up things. It's going to uh, be but... the OVA. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beach episode. I'm now really thinking of like if we're going into like an alternate reality where like the web comics from like the the early 2000s like all start getting adapted into things like. Oh yeah, we're just gonna have a fucking bigger than cheeses movie and like a white ninja comics movie. Hopefully, a Dresden Kodak movie. That could be interesting. Okay, I've so made yeah, a was... handful of people go. Wait a minute, I know those words. Didn't X- <laughs> XKCD did do a movie? It was did called they? Primer, and no one fucking understood it. <laughs> I do not believe those two things are associated. No, but I, I, uh... I look at that and go, very smart, difficult to understand. XKCD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Drama Matt just going like, because Drama Matt, if you all don't know, is a certified fucking genius. He's so smart, he's not even in Mensa. And he showed me this fucking comic once. I think we were visiting him down in uni when he came, when we were recording um, an EP, and we slept in his bed, and Dicko was snoring so loud, Drama Matt walked up two flights of stairs <laughs> yeah. and slept on the end of his own bed like a kitty. It was adorable. Um, and you can still hear Dicko two, sto- two you stories down. You can still hear him, yeah. Um, and I've forgotten what I was going to say. Wait a X- minute. XBCD? Yeah, and he, yeah, and he was like, hey, check out this comic, comic, it's so funny. And I was like, it's Stickman talking about maths. <laughs> That's literally all I could see. I couldn't figure out shit. It was like, oh yes, don't you think the fucking Fibonacci sequence looks like a boot? I don't know. I I know the Fibonacci sequence is not. Before anyone fucking starts, I am not a maths. I cannot do a maths, and I refuse to. A quick thing. Yes. A quick thing. Um. So I I've put forth the idea of uh of a uh of a Dresden Kodak movie as yeah. my my preferred thing. Uh. If any of, uh, you know, for, like, old webcomics, which ones would you like to see adapted into either a series or a movie? Well, I want to see Oglaf, but that would Yeah, I was going to say Oglaf. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen today's Oglaf? Or, mm. like, the other day's Oglaf? What the fuck was that? I love that. I like that the dick I have not... has a dick. Yeah, okay, no spoilers, Wib hasn't seen I, it. I have not read that one okay. yet. <laughs> yeah, but th- there's there's a giant cock in it. Shock horror. A shock horror. Oglaf, the, the 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 porn comic that is very funny. <laughs> I love I love Oglaf so fucking much. Um, it's so good. But yeah, um, so you, what would yours be? You say Dresden Kodak. Dresden Kodak. I need to go back and read that because from what I hear, it did go off in like a completely strange angle mm. after a while. It was very. It had very interesting kind of art back when I used to read yeah. it. I don't like. I see. I used to read like a a fairy porn comic called like it was like selena online and it was like a skunk that does sound familiar yeah it was like this, the, the, the artist oh it wasn't like a porn comic it's just it had sexual elements and uh the main character selena who was a, a skunk she um she worked like it for a porn star's like personal porn company called and, she, and like this, this i think i think her boss was like half skunk half tiger and her name was like zigzag okay and yeah and i just i just thought it was cool um but like i couldn't tell you what the story was because it was literally just like oh 
Selena the skunk um, is a bit of a shy nerd who is good at IT and only uses Amiga's like the, the system, and she works for a very sexually open um, porn star who's running her own business, and that's it really. And, and then she gets like a nerdy boyfriend at some point, and it's like okay. And okay. Zig- oh, Zigzag also gets out of the shower once, and she like, all the blood vessels in her left eye have burst, so she's got like red sclera. And then she's like, "Oh God, what do I do? I have, I have to like, I have a porn shoot to do at like 10 a.m." And then she's like, oh, "Let's make it pirate themed." So she has an eye patch, and <laughs> I can't remember anything else about it. For some reason, whilst you've been talking about that, the concept of a CW produced Control Alt Delete adaptation appeared in my head. Why would you fucking? And, and now I, 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 it's such a cursed thought. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering whether I could mention that just to see, just to listen to your reactions. But <laughs> that's me. That's me, drama Matt. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, um, Control Alt Delete is actually Probably kind of doing all it's right good now. now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, k- kudos. Um, mm. Pretty is just like, well, you're just old guys now, and you kind of tend to agree with, like, the uh, status quo. Um. <laughs> you tend to agree with, like, it's like, I don't know why everyone's being mean to EA. They're just, it's like, it's that kind of liberal bullshit, which I know, like, yeah. I know they're not being deliberate dicks, but occasionally they have some kind of just really irritating eye roll, eye rolling takes. Let's just say, I think, uh... In our own personalities, we have outgrown where the Penny Arcade guys yeah. haven't really moved from for yeah. a while. So, you know, it happens. It, it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, Matt, do you have any uh, any thoughts on that? And if you say any variant of a fucking Mega Man comic, I am going to walk to Bristol and hey. fucking choke you. Well, I don't think I know any Mega fucking things were everywhere and they all sucked and they all had supersonic in them for some reason remember that matt Uh, isn't as chronically online as we are i was i i was the chronically online one in my um my games dev class like to the point where lars the halo man would literally keep turning around and go how do you fucking find this shit and i'm like i don't know it's just kind of there (laughs) and when the halo fanatic is like like cussing you out you know you got a problem (laughs) <laughs> be a drumble bumble um i, I think you know smbc yes i feel like i feel like he writes a comic that could be adapted into a film at least twice a week sometimes more <laughs> that's actually that is true. true you that start reading one you're like oh this is keep oh it's oh, it keep oh there's more of it oh oh no it's, oh, it's 15 panels oh no it's still going <laughs> okay wait like zach you drew this <laughs> like, in a day are you okay like, how is it so high quality all the time i, I don't that, uh, that 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 dude is a fucking machine yeah, and yeah, seems seems to be pretty good opinions wise as well. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, seems like a, I, I also I, like I really... how his last name is Weena Smith. I mean, yeah, he yeah, smiths the, the weenies. Yeah, you were talking about Kingdom, Kingdom before yeah. we uh, derailed it. Yeah, based on a webcomic, which I only found out when I was reading the Wikipedia. I was like, oh, I need to read that. I haven't yet, so who knows if that's any good? But. Very good series. Go and watch it. I'll, I'll, if you don't, I'll keep mentioning it every week until you do. So yeah, yeah. You specifically, <laughs> you Catherine. specifically. Yeah, you fucking go watch it, Catherine. We'll uh, wait. But yeah, that's me done. Mm-hmm. Who's next? I've forgotten. <laughs> I have so much to say. I can't remember what's happening next. Honestly, it's been a fucking time. We are all sitting in our skivvies, being warm as fuck. I went out today in booty shorts. 
Nice. I was wearing like a full body fucking like stocking, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I actually kind of was. You, you're basically wearing a fucking Dune still suit. I was with I booty was, shorts outside. I, I was wearing, I was wearing a fucking like neck down flight suit <laughs> oh, with flamingo just... booty shorts on the outside. <laughs> I'm just imagining fucking Stilgar, but with a, a pair of hot pants with juicy written on the ass. Oh no, it, um, on the ass, it's just, are you nasty? <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> Stilgar was pretty nasty. Oh, he uh, nasty. But yeah, because I don't like showing off my flesh. Flesh. I wanted to say flesh because yeah. then I know it would make people uncomfortable. Shall I talk about the things I've been up to? No one cares. No, okay. they don't. Yeah, I, I, care. I care. I care. Okay. Okay. Oh god, wait, well why what? don't you just marry him if you care so... Oh wait. Wait, I, I will, Hi, but you, I, you got there first. <laughs> I love it how it's like... Oh, my favourite joke is, Hi, I'm I'm Snipe, and this is my husband, Wib, and this is Wib's husband, Drama Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, anyway, I've played some video games. Fucking loser. Nice. I know. Shocking. Right. Shocking. Um, I have um, sort of a main thing. I've I've started finally trying to properly play through Disco Elysium. Oh um, yeah. Spe- like, Is uh, that the one with a really creepy like digitally painted face? Yes. That smiles. Yes. yes. The smile. <laughs> um, so I, I know I've talked about it a bit before, so I won't go too deep into this, but um, I'm actually trying to like give it a solid go at beating it this time. Because I tried a while ago to, to play through it, but I got distracted by other things and I didn't really stick with it because it's the sort of game that does... It requires your attention. You need like assumed ADHD like I have, where I hyperfixate on something and play it for 14 hours straight. I mean, I played it for like five hours straight the other day, so... <laughs> Amateur. I mean, I did start at like fucking... Nine o'clock at night, so you know. Okay, so you, okay. it was about as far as I could I could do it without getting into real unhealthy territory. Well, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've been playing playing through that, which yeah, it's sort of um, an RPG adventure game, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, that's set in a sort of fictionalized past. Isn't that alternate like nineteen eighties kind of thing? It's sort of a bit vague on when it actually takes place. It's like uh, many. It's like like they've had disco happen. Uh, Speaking of Pride Month, disco very important to the gay movement. Yeah, lots, which is yeah. why the whole kind of oh disco sucks thing was in, was basically just hand in hand with intense homophobia. Yeah, it did tend to go along with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which is fuck that. That's stupid. That's, yeah, Pride. Yeah, um, bit of queer history for you. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so disco happened, but it's like a different thing. Um, it's set in a place that had a, a, a communist revolution that fell apart. And now there's sort of a, a this, this, there's sort of like a little pocket that's technically run by unions, but owned by a sort of weird police, you know, there's technically a weird police force that you're part of. And, you know, companies are running everything. It's, 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 it's sounds kind of like cyberpunky. Cause like like it's a bit diesel punky, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of kind of no. I'm thinking kind of like the societal makeup of kind of like corporations, literally. Not really. No, no. Not no. Like that. I, I wouldn't say so. Okay, I, I, well, I mean, just so. the way you described it to me. It's yeah. It, it's I'll put it this way. It's hard to succinctly describe it, partially because it is a very complicated sort of setting. Okay. Intentionally so. Like they haven't gone for the easy things because like. 
just to put it out there, uh, the people that made the game when they stood up to accept a game award were like explicitly thanked Marx and Engels. <laughs> um, just in case you're wondering where they come from politically. God, and, why they got to make everything political? Am I right? And you can literally um, like decide that you want to be, and I quote, the big communism builder. Nice. Comrade. Uh, <laughs> It's, you know, it's it's talking about you're playing as a character who has lost all their memory, but rather than it just be a typical kind of amnesia-like story beat kind of thing, um, you as a character are constantly having dialogues with other parts of your personality. So, like... Your electrochemistry is constantly telling you that it wants to do... that you should do drugs. Okay, so is this... This is not how everyone else's brain works. Having actual conversations? Yeah. No, no, because, like, I, I do this occasionally where I'll catch myself, like, I'll be like, oh, God, if only I had, like, this for a sandwich. And then a part of my brain will go, you could use this, and I'll, be, and I'll say out loud, damn, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Which they don't like in Subway. People conceptualize <laughs> thoughts in many different ways. Mm. Um, I like to just walk around the house just saying random things. It actually <laughs> well, like helps how, me think. I, 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 I know because there's that whole thing about being able to like uh, visualize things like as, as a physical thing. Like mm. you to think of images in your head. Yeah, like, do you hear people, your own voice? Yeah, and like, like some people hear, and, and some people hear their own voice. Um, and I, I, well, I do both those things. I, I can conceptualize and I hear my own voice. But some people don't do either of those things. Some people do not, um, cannot like visualize anything. Visualize anything. Up. Like if you ask them to like imagine a, a, a like a cube, a thing, to, a thing to draw. Like it <laughs> okay, just tell me to go fuck myself. No, it's actually, there are some <laughs> artists that don't like because it seems because you know to me like as as someone who draws. Um, like, I imagine the thing, you know, how I want it to look in my head, and then try and replicate that. Uh, whereas there are some artists that don't have, they, they, their thoughts don't work like that, so they have to go a different route. And I find that fascinating. That, mm. You know, even the basic, like, building blocks of human, like, experience are not universal. Yeah. Um, which is kind of getting very into uh, Disco Elysium's kind of ideas, I suppose. Oh, cool. Because um, it's... Yeah, uh, well, truly... let us know what kind of thinker you are, because that's actually very interesting. Because um, I'm kind of like, I'm a bit of a hybrid, but I tend to kind of talk very quickly into my own brain. Mm. If, uh, if I'm trying to figure something out, I will talk to myself in my own head. Yeah, I don't talk to myself. I do have like my own, uh, I, I have like my own internal dialogue, uh, like um, monologue, I guess, for want of a better term. I don't well, really... Dialogue, because I, I kind of see like there's the different parts of your brain, you know, like the id and whatnot. It's like, it's it kind of does feel to me, at least in my own psyche, that they are slightly separate from me. So I would consider that a dialogue on my part. Okay, yeah, because it doesn't really manifest to me. Okay, um, but yeah, okay. I, and I do have like that. I I do visualize things, mm. uh, which I know is not a universal thing. Yeah, um, I'm also quite prone to a little bit of maladaptive daydreaming every now and again. Mm -hmm. Repetitive use of idiosyncratic language, you know, the whole schmear. <laughs> 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 what about you, drama Matt? What's wrong with your brain? <laughs> Not what's wrong. How your brain operates. No, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm being derogatory of myself. <laughs> I'm self, self deprecating. Yeah, deprecating. I was going to say self defecating, which is self defecating like a, is very thing. different. That's, that's a different thing. Yeah, but yeah, yes, drama Matt. What about you? Um, I'm curious. I don't think I hear my own voice. I know, like, and it's lovely. Yeah, no, it's no. I don't think I do, but it's really hard. It's such a hard question to answer because 
I might be doing exactly the same as other people, but I'm like rationalizing it differently or like thinking about it differently. Yeah, because mm. there's a so, lot of it's just going to be how you conceptualize yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I would, if I had to say yes or no, I'd say no, I don't hear my own voice when I'm like thinking. Mm. But I do think the word still but it just doesn't seem like hearing it i don't know yeah weird do you do you can you see like images in your mind like oh no i find it really hard to do that like i'd find it i'd be super bad if i ever have to do one of those police sketch things like if you just said now like how can like describe what your dad looks like or describe what ruth looks like or something i'd be like um they have a face (laughs) there's probably hair Probably <laughs> in strategic but, locations, <laughs> but okay, not quite that bad. But yeah, I, I probably really struggle oh, with that sort okay. of thing. But I have no no issue recognizing people when I see them. So it's not like you know, like a face blindness adjacent type thing at all. Mm. Oh but, yeah, from what I understand, like, those two, the two like things are not are not related at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd really, I, I do struggle like visualizing things like that. Interesting, because yeah, it's, it, yeah, because it is a thing. Just people just. Just yeah, like I say, conceptualize things differently, and that's mm, really. But it's not like I don't have an imagination or anything like that. So it's quite yeah, it's yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah, so um, um, disco Elysium and, and, and it's a very interesting conversation. And I think, and, that, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. I, I think just the fact that um, rather than talking about the regular old bullshit we talk about on this podcast, uh, disco Elysium is a game that made us talk about the very nature <laughs> of yeah. how humans individually conceptualize their, their own, own reality, reality. Mm. Yeah. um which i think is is really all i could need to say about the game yeah it's pretty great <laughs> i will say um if you haven't, <laughs> no, that's it yeah if you haven't played it um i will say it is the sort of game because it is like it is basically content warning for basically everything Oof, right. um there's there's a lot going on there and it does um, seem like it's got quite a few layers yeah uh i i I can't wait to get a, more uh, further into it because it is also one of those games where it feels like you're not getting anywhere for a while because you're just finding quests and so it's, it's like just standard kind of point and click yeah. like adventure game where you just go into an area you absorb all these quests and then like sometimes looking at you Monkey Island you'll be like oh I'm two hours into the game and I'm like I never did that one thing and then you go back to the area and you're like oh I can do that now cool yeah it's sort of uh just yeah trying to figure everything out and there's just a kind of i don't know i find something very kind of part of the thing that has come up time and time again because you can play your character many different ways like you know uh you you can play you you can play them as uh as um a you know soldier of the revolution or you can go full fascist and the game is um you know Brave accommodates enough, that. Brave enough to actually call all of these things by their actual names and not by any kind of um, like illusions or like mm. allegory. It's I have just, a very, it's just, yeah. Very important question. Mm? See, I've I've heard you play this um, without your headphones occasionally. Yeah. Um, who? Which part of your psyche has got the really deep, sexy voice? That's kind of most of it. Oh, it's most of your inner. Because I just, I, I'm just remembering like the um, the id from I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> but it's just like Bang! it's like the anger sphere from Portal Two, yeah. which is just like yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's just kind of the, the guy that does the voice for like most of your your nice. stuff. Um, also, you have a companion that just looks like a gold shirt from Star Trek. I'm sorry. Every time I look over and see him, I'm just like that. That's a fucking. He's just wearing a, an orange bomber jacket. It, no, no, no. There's like that guy with glasses. 
Yeah, he's wearing. He, he looks. Maybe he, he doesn't. He, he like uh, I, maybe it's because you've not seen it up close, but he looks nothing like. He's wearing like a big puffy jacket. Yeah, no, he just it looks like gold shirt to me. He's got like a white patch on the back because mm. that's the symbol for the RCM police. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, that's like it's something you shine light on and you can see it. Oh, uh, you can see it's stuff pretty. On it. You can do like shadow puppets and shit. Like, yeah. oh, look, a moose. Do you like my moose? Shadow puppets, fantastic <laughs> podcast content. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to yeah. move on See, now. Is it is it not universal? The noise that, you know, cows go moo, sheep go bar, moose go moose. Mm, well, no, like, they go, just... ah! and then break my fucking ribs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll get back to that. That's th- This will be a callback. Put that it was in foreshadowing. It. That's foreshadowing. Okay. Right. Uh, okay the also shadows in... on my lungs that fucking le- moose left. <sighs> also in video game news, I played the meme game. I played Among Us. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, got a, a, a group was uh, got together um, to like play it, uh, so I finally got to play it with like a group of like ten people. So you know, sort of. That sounds real fun. I I want to wait in next time. I don't think there's really anything I could say about it other than it's yeah. I I totally understand how it became popular. Uh, this it's just a, a really fun conceit of a game because well, it's like it's kind of like werewolfy and stuff, which I, yeah, I know, love that kind of thing. Yeah, if if. You've been under a rock or whatever, because um, it was fucking everywhere for a while. Among Us is basically, it's a group of people who are like spacemen on a spaceship, and you've all got tasks to go and do around the spaceship. Uh, but while you're doing that, um, a set amount of you are imposters who will go around sabotaging and murdering the other members. And when someone finds a body or they just want to call a meeting, they can then try and vote for someone who they think is the um, the imposter who will be flushed out of the airlock. Um, yep. And it's about trying to, you know, do it, you know, uh, you know, get, you know, do do your shit uh, on either side survive. And, and survive. Yeah. Um, the very first game I was in, when I didn't know how the game works, I was an imposter. And it's the only time I've been, I was an imposter. <laughs> so you have a 100% success rate. I have a 100% success rate because we fucking won. My man. Uh, it was very easy to feign ignorance about where everything and everyone was. <laughs> uh, because I literally didn't know where anyone or anything was. <laughs> Uh, although I will say there was a marvelous part uh, where uh, and uh, the uh, the players in question will uh, will uh, fondly remember this. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> um, where uh, a, a player was um, was you, you know the whole uh, rabbit season duck season thing where someone tricks someone into un- you know uh, revealing something that basically happened. Where someone was like, "Look, you're always following me, following me around. Like, regardless of whether you're, you know, you're you're the killer or not. Like, I just you're always following me around, and this goes on for like two minutes, and then they're like, no, look, I'm, I just look, I'm, look, I just like to follow people around. I just like to follow. Around. Look, stop, 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 I just follow people around. This is like the first time I've ever been. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, I'm just like, if I was there, that would have been me, <laughs> and I would have done it immediately. And everyone just goes, oh." And then hits the vote, and then uh, casts him out the airlock. Uh, I believe it was Samus that happened. Oh, poor um, Samus! Poor Samus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Among Us is actually pretty great. I totally understand why it became as as big as it is, despite it being kind of. It's from like 2016 or something. It's like actually. Oh a, shit! Really? It, it's not. It wasn't like new the other year. Um, but I guess like you know where everyone's kind of trapped inside and, and wanted um, you know. Uh, like social interaction, it's a game that allows for that, so it's not surprising it got popular, you know, like when it did. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. Not that anyone needs me to tell them that. And now it me it means that I I actually understand Among Us memes. 
uh, and um, I uh, I can probably get away with saying one uh, sus joke, and then have people get mad because they don't realise that in the UK we've been saying sus for like over a hundred years. Australians have as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh mate, fucking sus. Yeah, it's just it's just a phrase. Uh, it's it's nothing to do with Among Us. Yeah, it's not Among a... Us. No one's uh, made that joke before. <laughs> anyway, on to uh, televisual entertainment. Ugh, mm. that new dangled piece of space age technology. I know. Ah. Uh, so Bad Batch uh, continues to be fucking great. Ah, uh, I love Bad Batch. It's good. It's the, I love Wrecker. Uh, it's a good Star War. I like it a lot. And Wrecker is my baby. And if they do anything to him, I will go to Dave Filoni's house. I'll probably. To be fair, I'll probably actually give Honestly, him a, I'll probably give, give, give him a, a job. I'll give him a dainty kiss on the cheek and say thank you. Uh, but I would, I will say, why did you have to do that to Rekka? <laughs> yeah, then you'd be like, is there any way I can change your mind? And he'll be like, no, get off my property and be like, uh, fair, understandable, fair, have a good day. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, no, Bad Batch is great. I, I am liking it a lot. I need to get um, through the Clone Wars. You do, you do. It's, uh, that, is, that is a good series. Uh, and... The Bad Batch basically starts at like the level of quality that um, like the Clone Wars was towards its end. So yeah. Oh my Pretty god! Good. I just realised why you married me. Hmm? I have a lot of Wrecker esque personality traits. Do you ever weight lift with Gonk droids? I would. Yeah. I so. I, I I was weightlifting with Milk the other day. Big Wrecker <laughs> energy. Yes. <laughs> Do you like to weightlift? Yes. Do you like to weightlift with milk? Fuck yeah! Rekka does have a cuddly toy too, and you do. You have an obsession with uh, like cuddly what, what, toys. What's the cuddly toy name? I'm not. I'm not going to give you any spoilers because you need to watch it. Um, His name is Snap, and he loves so very, very much. He's so cute. I uh, I also finally uh, got around to finishing watching uh, Sequest DSV slash 2032 because they changed its name in the last season. That's such a better name. Ooh. Well, the the original show. Well, the, I think the original season was set in like 2018. You know, the the bright future of 2018. <laughs> Don't fucking start. It was made in like 1994 or something. So, um, so was my brother. True. Uh, though, yeah. Um, you deserve that disgusted uh, response for describing it like that. Um, I horrified people on Reddit because it was like, "Oh, what's like, um, what was the most awkward interaction you had with your parents?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, God. okay, you want the okay, my my father literally when I was like thirteen years old made me stay up on a school night from midnight to five a.m. talking in gruesome, disgusting detail about the night he lost his virginity." It's not really surprising you don't speak to your parents anymore, is it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he was like, no, you see, you want to squeeze on a man's penis. And I'm like, okay, Dad, I'm 13. Like, just turn like 13. Like, please stop this. This is, um... <laughs> he was like, you see, I, I, I was, I, I basically, I got on top of her, had sex, and then fell asleep. And then she woke me up by squeezing on my penis. And I was like, well... I like how I'm making him sound like a fucking like stiff upper lip British man, but he's just a fucking piece of shit Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Sequest is not like that. I'm so glad. Let's keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Um... Also, apologies to everyone. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, and I, I am aware of it. Oh, I dropped my pen. Oh, god damn it. Sometimes it has been a while since you dropped your pen on on Mike. It has to it has to be said. So well done, but it would be solved Sorry, entirely by. Uh... Oh fuck! Off. 
I don't know. I got a really nice pen, actually. It's a jelly roll, but it's with a G. I'm going to talk about uh, Sequest now. Mm. Oh, Easy. yeah. Sometimes I run my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so you don't say. I, I hide it well. I, very occasionally, I'll just have like a bit of a runaway tangent. Yeah, yeah. Not, not often. Yeah. Huh. So I'm really? um, sorry, everyone. Be, be aware that whenever I talk about my uh, Dark Past TM uh, DLC... It's because I can joke about it now. So it's please laugh with me. Help me heal. It's very silly. And also they're dead. They're not dead, but I'm sure one day they will be. So everything's good. I just said that every joke I want to make is way too dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Se- it's finding a balance. Yeah. Sequest DSV uh, was a series that I have described in the past as uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, but wet. I didn't know they had a Riser episode of Sequest. It's, oh. it's like they might as well be in space, but they're just in a submarine. Like they have lasers. They um, go like they go to different quote unquote planets that are just different, like um, like nations, not new nation states that have arisen. Mm. Uh, from like the 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 change around of like how the world is, is arranged, I like it. you could change it to Space Quest DSV, and it would be exactly yeah. the fucking same. You, you <laughs> literally could. They like they go to science stations and have shenanigans. There's the fucking aliens show up, so they then like they meet gods a couple of times, but like that's you go to fucking uh, TOS, and that happened like every Tuesday. So yeah, you know. didn't like they like in the in the animated uh, original series Star Trek cartoon, the, the devil just shows up and high fives. Yeah, Lucian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's Shahal, God of the Morning Star, blah blah blah, you know all that shit. Yeah, and but... he's just like, "Hey, kids, I think women deserve rights," and it was like cut because it was just too shocking. But he's like the fifth godlike being they'd met at this point. Eh. Like it, it was, uh, I, I, all I'll say is that when you actually think about it, uh, TOS canon is the one that is so is the hardest to like fit in with every other series because it's just so different no no it's, it is it is just it, like i like i like tos a lot uh, yeah, yeah. but but it's just it's so different in tone to everything else but yeah i'm sorry for interrupting you i know i don't do it very often but i wanted to apologize okay. sequest dsv yeah. is darwin the the boy in it darwin is still the boy uh darwin the talking dolphin I yeah like um so the final se- in the final season um okay so at the start of uh the end of season two um, if I remember rightly, uh, they end up in like a fucking uh, on another planet. Does the does that planet have a sea? It does, yeah. Oh, that's fine then. Uh, and and then uh, in the next episode, uh, like the first episode, is there, of sea... is, there a, is there a sea between the two planets? No, no. Oh. What shenanigans happen? <laughs> More like sea nan. Uh, and then eventually uh, they end up getting back in, in season three, but like there's a time skip, so uh, they've skipped forward ten years into the future, which may- which by then makes it 2032. Hence why they renamed the show to Sequest 2032. Um, and the uh, the original captain, who was the uh, the bloke from Jaws, um, <laughs> is replaced by Michael Ironside. <gasps> Uh, which so is... I was like, oh no, they didn't replace like that. Guy. Oh, it got better. I fucking love me some Michael Ironside. <laughs> I, I actually, Damn, I, I actually think that they're both good in their own ways. Um, season three is a bit more serious than like the previous seasons, despite also being absolute nonsense because it's very, it's a very silly show. Well, um, I mean, sci-fi 
typically tends to have some very silly elements. Yeah, so but there's th- there's a particular type of silly that came from like TV sci-fi in the nineties. Also, like, like kind of cheese. Yeah, cheesy. Like I like it. I, I find it a very like, not, comfy che- show to watch. Like, like cheesiness is is a is a value neutral term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, and so I finally got through the end of it because I'd like stopped like halfway through the last season the last time I talked about it, but I finally watched the rest of it over the last couple of days. And yeah, I have, I, I, it's, it's a fun series. Do, uh, do you get to see a boob? No, it's not that kind of show. I want to see Darwin's boob. Well. I mean, he is kind of naked on screen all the time. He is naked on screen so. all the time. He's also a puppet. Voice. I, I love how he's a puppet. Uh, voiced by Megatron. Frank Weller. Welker. 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 Yeah, he's voiced by Frank Welker. Not the fun Megatron voice. <laughs> Not Beast Wars. Yes! <laughs> uh, Megatron, who is the best. Um, but who was your favourite Beast War? My favourite Beast War was Dinobot, obviously. Dinobot is fucking legit. Drama Matt, what about your favourite Beast War? Um, I, I I'm not sure I ever watched. <gasps> I know... Beast Wars is a surprisingly oh, wow. good show that looks like shit now. Yeah, I always, mm. I, I also really liked it when they were in their proper animal forms, but they barely ever were. They were in their proper animal forms from... all the time. No, they weren't. No, they were. No, it was actually weren't. a plot point that they couldn't remain in their robot forms for very long. The fuck am I thinking? Because I remember, like, there was the there was the the white tiger dude who would like show up every now and again and just be like super like basically just yasha in and be like sup. And then fuck off. Yeah, he was, uh, if I remember rightly, he didn't want to be part of, like, the, the, the binary of, like, the two, the, well, the, pred- the Predacons and the Maximals in that. Yeah. Also, the fucking intro music for that was so boss. I don't actually remember the Beast Wars It thing. was just fucking, just buckethead <laughs> bullshit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Squeedleys and Meadleys. God, I'm showing my fucking age. Yes. Um... But yeah, uh, Sequest is, is a bit of fun. If you want to seek it out, um, feel free to do so. If, you, if you're into, like, your, if you like the sort of comfy feeling of, like, um, Star Trek The Next Generation, um, then Sequest might appeal to you. It's not as good as it. Its characters aren't as, like, iconic as it oh, were. What's what's Dom DeLuise's son's character's name? Oh, he, but he has two sons in it. Oh, uh, one of which, which is one called one's called Piccolo and one's called Dagwood. Dagwood, he is baby. I love Dagwood. He is my baby sweet boy. Dagwood is great. And... Could you please take the stand? <laughs> he literally picks. He up. literally takes the stand. Such a, um, such a I've, sweet I, yeah, I've, I've talked about him in the in the past, so I won't reiterate myself. But yeah, if you, if you think that kind of if if um, a sort of like kind of silly but like not too heavy. Um, Sort nice of light sci-fi entertainment. Light, light, silly sci-fi from the 90s uh, sounds like it appealed to you. And you never watched Sequest DSV, give it a shot. Although I will say, on the modern DVD um, release, uh, two of the episodes are missing because they accidentally put on two of the episodes twice. <laughs> and this is this is not like a, they did it on one run. This is so widespread; it's literally mentioned on the Wikipedia page for Sequest. Oh, that is grim. Uh, so there are two episodes I haven't seen, but um, I've seen. Well, I've, I've watched three episodes or, or, or three series rather of, mm. of Sequest. So I think I've got a pretty good handle on the show. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you bought a DVD with which is meant to have all the episodes on, but there's been a cock up like that, are you legally allowed to like download it somewhere? And watch the two episodes that you haven't seen. That's actually an interesting. I say point. morally, you're absolutely. Oh yeah, morally, obviously, obviously, to. yeah, 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 of yeah. course. But, but then like, what's law and what's morals? Yeah. Mm. Those are two very different things. Mm. Well, um, law is morals of rich people. 
Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. moles of people with power to instigate mm. moles. Um, oh, I. Let, yeah, let's yeah. let's carry on because I'm just going to get depressed and angry, uh, which I am. Just that's just what I've been doing lately, and I kind of want to have a break. So, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how how the law would stand in terms. Of, I assume so. I assume it would be because fine. they fail because when if you buy a DVD, you don't own the episode; you own the right to watch them. But that means. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright law is fucking stupid. And, yeah. Um, it's probably not. Well, if, if we go through and rationalise it, it's probably not that, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Don't, well, don't try and rationalise like <laughs> copyright law at any time. It's, it's fucking nonsense. Mm. Um, okay, last thing um, is I started watching a show earlier today. Uh, so I'm sorry. I only have oh, no. three episodes uh, of it watched, but it might be my new favourite show. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to. I just don't want to like um, make you excited. I am being semi-ironic here. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, um, as people that follow me on Twitter, my long-suffering uh, Twitter followers will know, <laughs> I have a thing where I like to watch um, like conspiracy documentaries. Ah, this. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> like you so... like to post um, occasional snippets from it, like the like the really bad CGI green like like gray alien in like a bodysuit like the one i went out in earlier yeah. today um like literally unzipping reality and stepping out of a black square and then just like fucking yeeting itself around a living room yeah it was and beautiful. that's supposed to be taken fucking seriously um it's, it's so amazing. so I watch a lot of ufo stuff and um uh, you know the thing that got me into it was watching ancient aliens um now i do this for a lot of reasons one i find it uh, i f- i find the um Way in which people choose to convey information very fascinating when they are having to to not mention stuff. It's what they don't mention is very fascinating to me. So I I, I have a lot of fun and it's it's I I don't know. I find it super fascinating and especially uh, not to get too deep into it, but how um, quite often you can see like um, I I you know UFO culture. Uh, has a lot of like parallels to um, the sort of faith of the places it came from. So, for example, I, I can't help but notice there is a bit of a link between how people, uh, like American ufologists, um, interpret aliens and the concept of disclosure and how it will completely change the world as being not dissimilar to an evangelical Christian, like, perspective of um the rapture and the tribulations that come afterwards maybe i'm just speaking out my ass there i mean that's your interpretation of it but this this thing is mostly in america which has a very high evangelical um thing you know so i find i find that kind of stuff fascinating of how you know just swap you know swapping out one belief system for another um uh but what i find fascinating is that with a lot of these ufo documentaries and bigfoots and whatever the fucks and skinwalkers which i'm so sick of fucking hearing being appropriated but yeah it's like there's always at least one person there who's like with a lot of conspiracy theories there's always at least one of these people who always links it to the jews or at least they dog whistle super hard and just you know just full disclosure fuck that that's bullshit and i fucking hate it well that's because like all all modern conspiracy theories pretty much all Mm. lead back to the protocols of the elder design 
Um, and it's fucking which is a fake stupid, document come up with by Tsarist Russia um, to implicate um, the Jewish people in all sorts of horrible shit. Um, and it's fake, and basically all conspiracy theories go back to that. It's really mm, bad. Anyway. Um, there's a really good Behind the Bastards episode on it if you uh, want to learn more without having to actually go near that fucking hateful piece of shit document. Yeah, because um, fuck it. But um, I, f- I do find this stuff fascinating, and so I've been watching a bunch of it and kind of spreading out watching other things. And so I watched like a, docu- a documentary about Mothman, the um, Mothman. cryptid with the best <laughs> ass. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I, I love... You also drew a bunch of cute little Mothmans, and they were <laughs> super cute, especially the one you drew in pleated trousers. <laughs> I did draw a bunch of Mothman, yeah. That was so um, cute. I demand more, please. Yeah, if you don't know, there is a statue in Point Pleasant, um, which is where Mothman, the Mothman legend kind of started. Um, that um, there's a Mothman statue that has an unreasonably well-sculpted arse. Oh, or Mothman <laughs> got cake, you It's mm. fascinating. Uh, but anyway, there is a, a, sh- a show that I started watching that um, is less kind of um, amateur and shit <laughs> uh, than most of the ones I've been watching, <laughs> uh, which is an old History Channel show from, I think, 2007 called Monster Quest, and it is amazing. <laughs> they go on search for monsters... Um, so, like, the first one they do, they go in search of a, an American version of the Loch Ness Monster called Champ. We're going to say Chad. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's an abbreviation of the... Uh, uh, well, not abbreviation. It's, like, a shortened version of the um, the name of the, the place. So, it's, it's not... They're not just calling him Champ. Like, they're calling him Buddy or Like, they're, they're being really, like, like patronising. Yeah. And it's, it's basically the same thing as the Loch Ness Monster. Um, but what they do is they go out and try and search for evidence... For these like um, these cryptids, uh, but I don't know if you if you've um, heard or not. But in 2007, a show did not find evidence of anything to do with cryptids. Like, really, there wasn't oh, like earth shattering news saying that Bigfoot was real or whatever. So um, it turns out the show found nothing, and you know that going into it. So it's like the prequel problem. Uh, <laughs> So, like, you watch it, so they go out looking for this, and they literally find nothing. It's so low stakes. Are they just walking into the woods going, Mothman, are you there, mate? They go go into, like... Mothman, do you want some rice pudding? (laughs) They go into the woods looking for Sasquatch, and, like, a man with a moustache hits a tree with a log for a while, and then they don't find anything. That just reminds me of my time spent at private school. Although my absolute favourite one so far is episode three. They are searching for um, these giant dogs that are, like, rumoured to be in this area... That um, like have been have killed a lot of like wild uh, of like um, so just feral dogs. I'm getting there. All right. Um, that have killed killed a lot of like livestock and um, pets in the area, yeah. and a lot of it is based around this like this this one woman who had seen like this. She's like, I saw this like it looked like a dog, but it was like it didn't look right and it was too big, and then it like ran off and she's like my life was changed that day and then a few days later i found its body and i took photos of it and um you know obviously you, it, they're showing you pictures of a dead dog which ain't pleasant but you do sit there and go that's a dog that's just that's dog. just a dog that's a dog it's a dead dog and so it looks I'm, a bit it's, I'm just it's, imagining it's like it's a dog that someone's put a party hat on she's like it's just obvious <laughs> it's dog like but it's not a it's, dog it's just like a mongrel it's just you know so the thing is like like feral and mongrel dog like you know like stray dogs they're just they tend to look pretty beat up and rough yeah it probably had a bit well. of mange it probably had a bit of mange and it has like been you know decomposing for a day or so so mm. it's you know not in the best shape and she saved it and i'm like 
She said, "I'm sorry." She you saved, saved the, corpse. the corpse of this thing, and the whole throughout the whole thread of it, they're talking about this this um, this beast that was spotted, and like no one can really explain exactly what it is. There's a lot of debate, and then right at the end of the episode, all the experts that they got in just go, "It's a dog. <laughs> it's just a dead dog." I mean, okay, I want to. I do. They want talk to about. State. They talk about dire wolves. They're talking about like. <sighs> How um, you know wolves and dogs can crossbreed, and we don't know how. Yeah. Uh, like they, you know, the, the animals that result from that have not got a temperament that can be predicted. So maybe they're out there. I mean, they are, yeah. And but... then it was just that it was just nah, it's just a dog. So basically, the show set out to prove that feral dogs exist, and they barely did. Mm. You see, like <laughs> I am not like in Australia, especially when I was growing up. Uh, feral animals are, were a massive fucking issue. To the point where they they would teach like six year olds about this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause the ecosystem there's like it's on fucked. a knife. Edge. It's fucked. Yeah, and then like it gets fucking like infernoed every like ten years anyway. Mm. So you know, but yeah. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's probably a feral. Yeah, it's yeah. it was so what? fascinating. The, the best part was is that there was so little like proof in this, and like bearing in mind, all they had to prove was that bi- that sometimes feral dogs are big. That's literally all they had to prove. Or, like, bears are emaciated and tiny. There's no bears in the area, but there are wolverines and some big relatives of weasels, which I think actually wolverines as well, um, that are like can know. grow to, like, four feet long and are sometimes mistaken for dogs. Um, or co- and coyotes and wolves are in the area, too. Okay. So, you know. Wolves? Now, if, if, they, anyone, if anyone ain't know, wolves are big. Yeah. Bigger than dogs. Yeah. By quite a bit. Yeah. And like, so they're all talking about this stuff and it's like, okay, so you're in an area that has at least four types of wildlife that could be mistaken for a dog, especially if one of them got, and, and you know, <laughs> especially if one of them well, is just a dog. And if one of them got mange, like they can look like a monster dog. Um, and like the, and they go this whole time and the own one of the, the only other thing they have to cling on is like this, they set up these trap, these like photo traps that take, you know, photographs. Oh, like, 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 look. Like- Trail cameras? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they were like, oh, we, there was this uh, one, this farmer's horse who had died of like an illness. And so they, they put its body out uh, with a camera next to it to see if anything would come after it. Um, and all they got was deers, another horse. And then at one point they see a black shape like like next to it. And they're like, oh, what's that? What's that? It's a mysterious shape. Ten minutes go by in, in the documentary while they talk about something else. And then it's like... You know, after closer inspection, Timothy has made a startling re- discovery. And then it's like the next picture in the set was, oh, it was an eagle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's very funny missing the mark. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, yeah, these weird animals can't possibly exist. Because how the fuck should I know? I, ain't ex- I, have, approx- I have explored approximately 0.0% of the fucking yeah, earth. All they would, like, but also, dis- what they, they found horse... Yeah, but bird. The other ones are funny because, like, you know, because they're looking for a mythical beast, and you know, sometimes there are there is like things where you go, you know, I don't actually have an explanation for that. Like, there is some stuff to do with Bigfoot and stuff. I'm not saying I believe in Bigfoot or anything, but like, there is some stuff that's shown up around that that is like, well, I can't explain it. Doesn't mean there's a Bigfoot, but I also can't explain it. Mm. Um, I think Occam's Razor is a good rule. Of thumb. Yeah. Uh, whereas in in this episode, all they were trying to prove was that sometimes feral dogs are big, and they barely managed to do that Terrific. that is a shockingly low bar for a documentary series to to reach and they barely squeaked by it is 
so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to watch the rest of the series. It is exactly the type of shit that I can't. I, I just I couldn't help. It's just the best. Okay. I, I think I love this show. It's <laughs> it's so shit. It's so spectacularly bad. It's amazing. And they get on just enough experts that know what they're talking about who go, yeah, no, you're just wrong. Uh, like, when they're talking about this, like, uh, this champ, this, this Loch Ness monster type thing, one of the final words is an expert going, like, well, is going, like, well, the thing is, like, to support, like, a breeding stock of something, you'd need to have, a, like, bare minimum of 50 individuals and. Uh, this this can't support that amount of big predators. Like what people have seen is probably just a big fish. It's, it's just a big dog <laughs> that likes water. I think someone jumps here. Ha! Told you there was big dogs from like, the other episode. <laughs> and it's like you know what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's on Prime. I think I don't know if it's on on every country, but it is in the UK. Yeah. Um, so if you if you want to watch a hilariously bad um, like cryptid show. Then go for it. It it's so fa- like misses the mark. It's mm. it's a thing of beauty. Um, but yeah, I will now pass over to the snipe. What have you been doing, dear? Oh, I've been doing a lot, but not a massive amount. Actually, I've I'm, I've been up to more than I have usually hmm. been. Um, okay, so. Uh, fans of the, the podcast, well, that's a weird thing to say, uh, will be aware that I've been on a bit of a Pedro Pascal kick. Really? Yeah, hmm. I, again, I, I, I say this noticed. every time. Every time. It goes exactly like this. Ah! Yeah, no. Pedro Pascal is fucking legit. I love the guy. He's such a fucking amazing actor, and he seems like a really, really cool dude as well, you know? Also, I like his stupid hair. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, um... Now, drama Matt, mm-hmm. I remember you ages ago on the podcast talking about Burn Notice with, um, with the Bruce Campbell. Uh, that was a long time ago. Yes, okay. it was. Yeah. Was it Was right. it on the podcast or is this is pre-podcast days? <laughs> Who knows? I don't fucking know. What am I, on the podcast? <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember you talking about it, on, like on air or not, um, and I completely forgot all about it. And there, there was I. a couple of <laughs> fair. There's a couple of pictures that surface of Pedro Pascal as Comandante Veracruz, uh, as the antagonist in a. It's like the, the Fall of Sam Axe. It's like, it was like a feature length kind of like Bernardus episode. I don't know. I just wanted to see Pedro Pascal being a bad guy, um, and I was like, I need to see this, so I watched it, and I. <laughs> I kind of spent the first 10 minutes just like, what the fucking? Because I forgot it was kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> and I was like, because like, I read the I read the episode synopsis and it was like, oh yes, Ham Axe, played by Bruce Campbell, uh, it has is basically sent to, um, uh, I don't remember where it is. It's like Venezuela or somewhere um, to deal with uh, Espara Driente, um, which is like a local rebel group that's causing trouble for Comandante Veracruz and his bosses and stuff. And I'm like, that sounds pretty, like, ooh, that sounds serious. Yeah, if we exclude the great white hero trope, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Okay. And then, like, it starts off with him, like, boning the fucking, like, Commander General's wife. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, flirting with the stenographer in, like, military court. And I'm like, what? is happening and like every like, Bruce Campbell is happening like, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it just made, it made me it just 
Remember, my name is Bruce, excluding the casual racism and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was, it's just that, but Pedro Pascal is there. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like, they literally like, um, cause of course he gets, he gets like, you know, pally with a lady in obvious love interest, standard kind of Bruce Campbell story. And like, She's like talking about like Esparza the ardiente. Apologies to any Spanish speaking people that have to hear my garbage pronunciation. Which literally just means a flaming sword. Oh. And it's just it's literally like a handful of old farmers that that have accidentally made themselves look like they're really competent, but they're actually just not. So Bruce Campbell has to go and help the the people who aren't white. Um be good. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it's an older, it's an older thing. It's probably from like 2018. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> it's older than that. Yeah. And like, he's like trying to train them and like the love interest woman, I don't even fucking remember her name. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And like, she comes up and she's like, the men have been talking. They call you La Babia, which is, and he's like, ah, oh, the barbarian. It's because of my, he's like, no, that means the chin in Spanish. <laughs> and I was like, yeah yeah okay and then like one of them throws a chainsaw and he goes very groovy and i'm like that is so awkward (laughs) it it did make me cringe and then you've got fucking pedro pascal acting as fucking solar as this super evil dude who's like bring me the american and he's like killing his own man and it's just it's fucking great and then there's this bruce campbell fucking talking about bruce campbelling bruce campbelling campbelling is a verb yeah (laughs) It's like he's sitting in a car and they're going to do, go do the final f- confrontation. And he's talking to the lady going, yeah, if you want to kiss me now, you can probably do that. And she's like, what? It's like, yeah, you, you probably want to do that, right? Like right about now. And it's like, Bruce Campbell was like the original Deadpool. Like just really. It's like, a little bit. Yeah, there's like, a lot of, lot of elements yeah. there. And yeah, it was fucking weird. Sounds it. <laughs> but it, it was, it was especially because I had no fucking, like, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be this really cool kind of, like, military... No. <laughs> it's just, what? But yeah, that that's, uh, that was interesting. I wouldn't recommend it, especially because, yeah, it's got a lot of... It's aged a bit. It's, it's, it's not aged mm. well. Um, unlike Bruce Campbell, who was still just a chonky daddy man. <laughs> but yeah. Um, also completed a horror game on stream called Those Who Remain. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned it. In the I did last mention podcast. it, but I also didn't want to talk too much about it because I hadn't finished it yet. Yeah, but yeah, finished that. Um, got the the, the goodest ending. Yeah, I looked up um, afterwards how you're supposed to get the endings to see um, like how we got the good ending, and uh, no one seems to be able to agree on the specifics of it, and. Okay, I'll put it this way. If you follow the guides, of, they explain how you get the different endings. The most common result, I would imagine, from players technically doesn't have an ending. So I don't think anyone knows how it works. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird. But um, basically, quick refresher. It is a first-person spooky walkie game uh, with some light puzzle elements um, about... It, it's kind of Alan Wakey in the way that... Enemies can kill you if you're in the dark. Standard enemies just kind of stand in the shadows, just glaring at you with their shiny like eyes. You need to turn lights on to get rid of them so you can progress. There's a couple of um, like big monsters that kind of like you need to maneuver around because they can wander through light and dark and they can just kill you. 
um, and you have to judge people. So, you know, you, it's like, oh, you find correspondence between a couple of people, and it's like, oh, yeah, so my my 14-year-old son helped, like, bully this girl to the point that the bullying went too far and they pushed her into a ravine and she fucking died. But my son's so promising and he's got a good future and, you know, I've spent a lot of money to get him into fucking well, Harvard. More, it's, it's, more it's, accurately, they, they messed with her brakes so um, that when they chased her, she went off the end of the ravine just because so, of that it, ambiguity. It's, it's more manslaughtery, kind of, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. thing is, it's, it's very well done in the way that it's kind of like 90% of the time it's delivered in quite a grey kind of area where it's like, yes... You can understand the father wanting the best for their child, but then you learn more about the dad or the kid, and you're like, mm. and then you have to decide whether to forgive or condemn. And I ended up condemning a good few that were just, they were more obviously just but fuck evil. Um, and then there's like this, you, this there's, there's, there's also a couple of morality things where it's like, oh, this woman stole a mail truck and crashed because she was scared. And and you can save her, or you can let her die of carbon monoxide poisoning because she she panicked when with the other survivors and then drove away and stole the truck from them. Do you want to open the door and not have her suffocate, or just leave her there to fucking die? That's an infamous level. That uh, is just like <laughs> uh, like moral quandary. It's like, I could spray all these civilians with life changing murder chemicals, or I could like buy not. a like I could save this puppy from starvation well, don't get me wrong I, I, I really like the first two infamous games I didn't play because it was the third one wasn't there the way you didn't play as Cole McGrath wasn't that his name Cole, Cole McGrath wasn't that Cole McGraw what wasn't it? Wasn't that he his sounds name? like a wrestler? Oh, he does. Yeah, um, but yeah, where well, you didn't, but you played as a different character for reasons that make a lot of sense if you've played the games. Yeah. Um, but I really like the games, but also the moral choice system was very the moral silly. Choice system was just nonsense. It was very silly. It was very silly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I I I think it was an enjoyable. So I'm not going to play it again. Uh, the puzzles weren't too difficult, apart from there's one at the end where it's like, how the fuck are you going to figure that out? There's so a, There is a couple there's of There's a couple that ones. are a bit very, very indie, kind of guess what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, I, I thought it was an, a game of lots of very interesting... Like, very... You can tell it is, like, the devs made it from a place of love. You can yeah. tell they really enjoy horror games, and it the the passion like and love for horror games and just horror in general do come out as like you're playing it, and it's nice. Like, the animations and stuff are crazy janky, but, like, it's it has a lot of ideas. Very few of them are, are original, but they are assembled in an original way. Yeah, so it is it is still very entertaining, despite, yeah. like, some jank. Yeah, the only pro- the only problem is, is if you get the ending we do, there's there's like it feels like there's a scene missing from your character's motivation. Yeah, which I won't go into because if you yeah. want to play it, because I do think it is it is. You know, I, I, know, like, I, I honestly it, it it's pleasantly like, surprised. Me. It's, it's like, not going to like break any fucking records, but it was enjoyable. It's like fifteen quid, and it's it's yeah. yeah I think that's that's a fair price for like yeah. a little a little game made by a couple of people. Like, yeah, yeah, no, can recommend. Um, another spoopy game I've been playing is Resident Evil Eight. Yes, oh. with the big lady because you just want to be, be the, the guy, guy who gets, gets to see a giant woman, giant woman. <laughs> Every time Longfang and I stream that, we start out singing. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Before you get started, I have a question. Yes, big lady. Yes. How big is she? Is she like nine feet tall? 
Okay, because I had no content. I've seen, obviously seen, like, loads of screenshots and people going on about it. But I was like, I don't know if she's just, like, a normal person but a bit big. Or whether she's, like, a giant, like, you know, building no, size person. No, she is person, fucking or... huge. And, like, the castle, because you, you go through the castle she lives in. And you see her having to, like, basically crouch to get through doors. Okay. And shit. And, yeah, she's she's super big, she's super strong, and she's... Oh, she's very cool. Genuinely, uh, an, an love, actual... I love her design. Like, a really original monster. <laughs> I like, love it. And she's also got mm. Lady Deathstrike claws, so, you know, she kind of flexes her fingers and <laughs> blades come out. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, I'd like, I really... I really like... RE8, RE Village, whatever the fuck. They can't, they can't decide what they're calling it, so I'm just going to call it both <laughs> things. Um, it's really cool. It's... It... <sighs> Quick question. Yeah. Um, so, I know that you, you really liked uh, the um, remake stuff, So although you couldn't deal with Resi 2 very well. Resi um, 2, it was just... It was the Mr. X thing. Yeah, Mr. Just X him is. constantly chasing you down, which is just like... I know a lot of other people with anxiety disorders like myself who were just like yeah it got to that point in the game and i couldn't play it anymore yeah. which is why i loved uh, like resi 3 remakes so much because mm. there were set points when nemesis would chase you yeah i, I couldn't play and it, i could um... deal with that because i had you, you had like a break from it because if it's all if it's all 11 all the time it's gonna kill you or get real fucking boring yeah. and tedious so um but because I know you like those and but and you you were all right on resi 7 but i don't think you really like stuck I... with it Honestly, I, I had trouble with it because the FOV was a bit fucked. Mm. Everything was, like, the moulded were just black, shiny, goopy. And, yeah, like, Jack would chase you. And it was just, it felt a bit too suffocating. Mm. It was a bit too much. So, and I know that one really leaned into, like, a sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of vibe. Very much, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, from what I can see, seems to be a bit more kind of campy horror vibe. It, it actually, the, there is, I will say, there is a lot of gore and, like... This is gore that shocks me. Not in okay. a kind of cheap way, but just in a kind of like, um, you, like there's there's a part in Resident Evil 7, because uh, you're playing the same character, Ethan Winters, in 7 as you are, 8, and you get your arm cut off with a chainsaw in Resident Evil 7. And you basically, you can like pick it up and it's in your inventory. <laughs> Um, and then you, you use the weird, like, healing, uh, liquid and it, like, you affix your, your hand back onto your fucking stump. There's also an optional part where, um, you get your leg fucking sheared off oh. by Jack Baker and he basically just, like, like, rolls over some of this healing solution and just sits in the corner and watches you. <laughs> and then you pour it on like your, your fucking calf and just glue your leg back on so you can then get up and run away from him again. And it's just like, okay, that's, that's cool. They've amped that up to fucking 11. It's, oh my God. Is it I honestly, okay. bad things happening to Ethan's hands, yeah, the um, video game? <laughs> it, it is. It really is. Like one of the first things, you get like the uh, ring and pinky finger of his left hand bitten off. Oh. By uh, a lichen. They call them lichens. They're just kind of like feral zombie people. Yeah. And like there's oh, there's so much hand trauma. It's it's and the thing is it's kinda of, I kinda of don't want to spoil it, but I will a little bit. There's a part where you go you you're running away from an enemy, you go to grab a lever to to open like the door in front of you. And there's a flash in front of you, like proper samurai movie, and then your 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 arm is just 
with the hand is still on the lever. Oh. And then you have to run away from them. And you do like a big loop and then you come back round and your arm is still on the lever. <laughs> and then you have to like the, the the hand off and then like fucking pull it. And then yeah, it's another one of you get your hand in your inventory. Good. And it's just like this is so it's like it is so fucking violent, but it's done so in such a stupid way. I'm half expecting like, him to like start <laughs> a, I'm half expecting him to like affix a fucking chainsaw to the stump. Can you imagine? To be fair, there was the the first boss fight with Jack Baker in Resident Evil 7 is literally in a garage and he's fucking yeeting a chainsaw at you. Mm. And then you get into a car and start driving around in this really stunted way, running him <laughs> over repeatedly. <laughs> it's it's I, I like it how it's like um it has so it takes such glee in its in, in the, it's stupid. Mm. It's fucking stupid. It, it's a it's a fucking nine foot tall woman who's basically a vampire in Romania, and it's like the while that it is scary and it does have some genuinely frightening kind of moments, encounters, and themes. It also occasionally comes in with something quite lighthearted and silly, mm. which I th- I love that. I I hate one note shit because it's just. It's like, as much as I enjoyed The Matrix as a kid, no one fucking smiled in that movie. Mm. And it just kind of, it just, I appreciate there's not much to smile about, but the thing is, yeah. gallows humor is a thing. You know, there's there's always like, there's always a dark joke because that's that's a coping mechanism. Mm. So, you know, well, like just, just hearing Ethan just being like, man, fuck this place. I hate it. It's dumb and stupid and I want to go home. I will say one of the things I have liked about um, the last... Also, Chris Redfield looks so fucking tasty in there. <laughs> he's, he's such he's a, a daddy big, man. He's a big square potato. Oh, he is. Because, like, because spoiler alert, Chris Redfield's in Resident Evil 7 or what they... they Eight. It, no, Resident Evil 7. Oh, he's at oh, the okay, end of that. Okay. He's like, hey, I'm underwear model. Chris Redfield. And he's like, no, you're not. Go away. Why are you not a fridge? And then in Resi 8, they were like, fuck it, fridge field again. People were like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? And like, I loved it. I love it. I love it. I feel bad for the face model for RE7, Chris, but it was just like, we needed fridge field. Y- you need I'm a- sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, it's like the whole Klingon thing. It's like, you know, early Klingons. It's like, what about them? Oh, they were a mistake. A dark don't... secret. <laughs> uh, before Enterprise established how, the, what that whole thing was about, um, the only time I think it's ever acknowledged is Worf in mm-hmm. uh, Trials and Tribulations, who is like, we don't talk about it with outsiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the Resident Evil fandom with Resident Evil 7, Chris. We don't talk about <laughs> it with outsiders. But yeah, no, really been enjoying it. Um, it's It's fun... It's got it's it's got really wacky characters and shit, and it's just it's just, I've been enjoying it. It's really mm. fun, um, and yeah, that's 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 it. But uh, one more thing that uh, you and I have been doing, yes, is playing Soulbound. We did mention this, but the um, the module has come to a close. Yeah. So what we did was we played through. Um, it's like an introductory, it's like Crash like, and Burn. I think Crash and Burn is what it's called. It's like an introductory module for um, Age of Sigma, uh, Age of Sigma Soul Soulbound, which is the um, tabletop role playing game based around Age of Sigma. Yes, um, and you play as a group of Soulbound who are basically big goddamn heroes. That's, that's about it. Really. Shiny. Let's be big. Um, <laughs> 
so, so um, what's your character's name? I was playing Ulf Sternbock, who is a balloon dwarf. <laughs> yes, he's a balloon dwarf. I, I can never fucking remember what the class is actually called. Because <laughs> it's a balloon made dwarf. Up, it's made up copyrighted GW words. Yeah, we have Aethlandir, which is Hobby Squigs. Um, Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth. Tree person. Tree person. Um, we have Longfang's uh, Connick, who is Stormcast. the token Stormcast, who is amazing and awesome. And just murders everything. And then you have my character, who is a bright mage called Paviodalina. And she is a fucking piece of shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> She's a horrible <laughs> goose. And our DM was Shanus. Yes, Shanus DM'd um, it brilliantly. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I suppose it's, it'd take too long to go through the whole thing. Because it's, like, it's supposed to be like just one session. It's supposed to be one session. But we, did, we had it over like four. Yeah. Um, and not I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone else. But like Snipe was playing, so. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, there was like next to no role playing. Huh. Yeah. Like, this was, like, really heft, heavy, like, combat encounter sort of thing. Like, it was just combat encounter absolutely... combat encounter, which I, I think... I, I think Hobby said it best when they said that um, if there had been a less skilled DM than Shanus, it would have been tedious and horrible. Yeah. Because there was so much, like, so much combat, which I'm not a, mm. I'm not a combat player. I am... A person who could literally spend... I mean, you know, this might come as a shock to you, drama mat especially. I could spend two hours just sitting there role-playing <laughs> in a tavern. Um, Happily. But yeah, there wasn't much room to do that that kind of stuff. Um, so it would be possible to like do this all in like a day. Like, say if you like you had a group of friends and you were meeting in person, because obviously like these things You made a like lot. a full day of it. And you made a day of it. Um, you could absolutely get through it in like one day. Um, but if you're doing it online, um, and so obviously that kind of adds a little bit more time to it as you're kind of like going through some of the abstractions of things. Um, and you do it, you've got like a few hours at a time to kind of like chip away at it. It did take quite a while to get through. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not as insubstantial as it first appears. Yeah. And, uh, my character died. Yeah. So I, I was going to give like my a first brief... RPG death. But yes, oh. I was going to give a brief, brief overview of, of the what happens in the mm. ca- in this this introduction. Yeah, no, uh, also uh, for those of you who follow um, our streams, uh, my streams with Longfang on Thursdays, um, Pavi is my is basically an interpretation of my Destiny Two Warlock, mm. which is why she's such a shit. Um, <laughs> So the basic idea of this is that you are taking uh, supplies to a place called Bright Spear. So you get into some um, Dwardin. That's the uh, Caradron Overlords. Not um, not Carsharadin. Not Carsharadin. No, we uh, get Caradron. Yeah. Uh, Caradron Overlords. The uh, the steampunk dwarves. You get in their airships, um, and you go you you you're going across this this huge this huge distance, at a, and you're just guarding it because you're the soul a soul bound to a. You know, you're picked out special heroes, and it's the whole thing. Um, you're like the mandated hero party. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and on the way, uh, you are ambushed by a shitload of demons. Yes. Um, it was then we knew that this combat system was not fucking around. Yeah, so the way the combat system works is that you have toughness, which is like your sort of temporary HP... And then you have your wounds, which are like your main HP. Now, you can't help but take your toughness as being like your HP in D&D. So when it hits zero, that's a problem. Um, and you start going into like your death saving throws and shit. 
Um, whereas it doesn't quite work like that. You then, once you've got burned through your toughness, which you can get back relatively easily. Um, With like a 10 minute short rest. Yeah, you then go into your wounds, which are your actual health. And because the numbers are quite small, like, you know, I think I have like six wounds. Um, I have like four, but I am a bright mage. So. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, you, you don't have much and you can burn through that quite quickly. Um, and then you go on, you only become mortally wounded and then you can actually die. And there's ways around it, but you know, it, it means that when stuff goes wrong, it goes wrong fast. And hard. And hard. Uh, because if something can hit you hard enough, they can kill a player pretty damn quickly. The other side of it is, of course, that you tend to kill your enemies quite quickly when you, when you get into it as well. Um, so it's just it, it's it's a system made for heroics, uh, for heroic mm. tales, okay, um, yeah. which is I think which is generally agreed upon to be sort of the idea of it. If that it's everyone gets the time to shine and to do their special things. Um, in this first this first ba- battle, uh, where we fought a bunch the of first um, spell I ever cast, I failed and took damage to myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that was that that was a good start yeah and we get attacked by a shitload of um zangors and and um oh fuck what they're called uh the screamers the discs of zinch when they're not being ridden i I think it's screamers um and yeah we got attacked by a ton of those and uh then uh, another boat that was an airship was also being attacked uh fell on pavi yeah, uh, it actually fell on the deck of the ship we were on and fucking pinned me to the deck. And then the fucking the airship we were on went down, meaning that like Connick was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try and save her because otherwise she's going to be literally killed just by the impact." So we managed to survive the impact, and then we like, "Okay, let's go in that direction because that's where we 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 can see the the smoldering remains of the other airship." So we go and look for survivors underground. Underground fucking sucks. It's awful. I would it's like, shit. I would like to point out that the uh, the crash from the airship was made, for me, significantly easier. Well, yeah, you have a balloon. You were just like, yeah, what? Yeah, because I, I find it's, it's like an Endrin rigger. I think that's the, the name. Um, where, yeah, they just have a giant, like, balloon strapped to their back. So it's like a personal hot air balloon. Yeah, so he was just like, what? So I just floated daintily down. Well, I landed on a fucking, like, pile of storm cast. Yeah. Which I'm surprised didn't fucking kill her outright. Um, so we go we go underground, um, like, into this tunnel system, uh, trying to aim towards where one of the other ships has crashed. Um, we find this underground, like, village... And before that, we we have to deal with um, we get stored like get attacked. Oh, we get swarmed by like fucking cows, like chaos infected cattle. Yeah, uh, that we <laughs> murder with such we efficiency um, that we effectively jam the uh, tunnel solid with meat so that no more cows can get through. Yeah, and then we saunter on. We find an underground village that's completely abandoned. There's only one place that isn't covered in fucking chaos symbols, and we're like. Hmm. This place is bad. This is bad. Oh, by the way, the forest we landed is on fire. I don't know if that was mentioned. Yeah, which gives me a plus one to all my magic as a bright mage. <laughs> yeah. And like, I go up to Conic because I, um, I, I think I have the highest uh, natural perception in the group, mm. and and I also have witch sight, which means it's basically detect magic that's kind of always on. Um, and I'm like, hey, uh, Conic. Well, she never calls him that. She calls him tall one. It's like, hey, tall one. So. It's fucking cold in here, and then we get attacked by fucking chain rasps. 
Uh, chain wraiths and like something rasps. I don't know. Yeah, it is chain rasps. Ghosts yeah. fucking fight us, and we're like, okay. I just wanted to sit down and have a cup of coffee for like two minutes, but no, ghosts are fighting us. So then we go, and we're like, oh, let's just keep moving because this place sucks. Then I start seeing more magic, and I'm like, that's weird. And we come up to a few tunnels, and I see a lot of magic coming from one of them. So, Pavi just hucks a fireball down one of them. Which I found out was not a good idea. Because <laughs> this horrible fucking gauntlet of murder basically opens up where there's multiple zones because uh, in, in uh, Soulbound there's like, like there's zones, which is a little weird. Yeah, like it doesn't work on like hard and fast distances. Like it's not like, oh this is a, th- a 30 like foot range yeah. it's like no this can this is like long medium or close range and that that can reach into the next zone or two zones over or it can only be like you have to be right next to them like it's it's a bit hazy on that which uh, i'll get to a bit in the in yeah later but um basically like it's like a, a valley where um there's a bunch of goblin archers just firing at these zones causing them to be quite serious hazards and we kind of have to we have to hit at least two of them so that because when you're standing in like a minor hazard it basically takes one hp off you yeah um which usually is negated by your armor if you have at least one point of armor so it kind of cancels it out but if you don't actively attack the um the people the the goblins firing into the hazard it increases the hazard so it becomes like a, a two damage per turn so which well, it starts off at five damage. It starts off as five. It's so fucking it's, bullshit. It's fucking murder. And it was going to be twelve zones, but it was only six because I fucking hawked a fireball down there like an idiot or some well, shit. Well, it, it was because uh, Shanus looked at the rules for it and went, "This is absolute nonsense. I'm going to make this playable." Yeah, no, the, the like Shanus did a lot of very good DMing and kind of like changing because a lot of it was bullshit. And like at some points, because you have survivors from the crash with you, and at some points the module just seems to forget that they exist. And it just, it's just like, it, it's, it's quite amateurly put together. It's, it's like, there's a lot of problems with it, but I think Shane has made it very, very good. Yeah. Um, so we get through that. We're all tired and angry because fuck that. <laughs> all the survivors are alive. We get out. We have another rest because Jesus fucking Christ, this has been a day. Cause it has been a day. Yeah. Well, it's been several <laughs> days, I believe at this point. Oh God, it's even worse. And like. We, we like we, we, we're progressing through these tunnels, and it's like, oh look, mushrooms! You guessed it, fucking grots. So there's <laughs> there's this big fucking like boss grot, which is oh, what's his name? Drizzle Shroom. Drizzle Shroom, which is the voice that Shanus does for for Drizzle Shroom, which is Who's, perfectly um, fitting. He's a very moist goblin. Yeah, I forget the actual <laughs> name of the um the thing, but it's based on those um goblins from Age of Sigma, the um. One, the ones that have like a mushroom growing out of their head. Yeah, they're just covered in like mushroom slime. And he spawns a bunch of squeaks. Um, and we're like, okay. Um, I'm like second highest in initiative order, so Connick goes first. And then it's my turn. And. Oh no, wait, no. Ah. No, Drizzle Shroom has the highest initiative, so he goes first. He goes to cast a spell on Connick, who's up front, because of course he's, he's the tankiest boy. Um, and Shanice goes, oh, hey, Sna- uh, hey, hey, Pavi, do you want to, like, interrupt that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll interrupt that. So I roll and I interrupt and he goes, okay, he's going to cast this spell. Because, yeah, when, when he's interrupted, he can just cast another thing. So he casts a spell. 
and I can't remember the name Squiggler. of it. Squiggler. Squiggler. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I won't blame you if you don't, because I fucking didn't, this spell causes basically every squig in the vicinity to fucking swarm one character of the caster's choice. Now, I just interrupted this motherfucker. Guess who he's surrounded with? I literally took a photo of it on my phone. There's like tw- there's, There was 12 squigs around me. And I have four wounds and nine toughness. These things were doing like five, five to eight damage each to me. So what happened was, Puffy is like, not today, fucker. Interrupts him. He goes, oh, I'm the fucker? Get fucked, fucker. And then I get assaulted by 12 squigs. Who are basically have like two, two, three attacks on me. I am. You are dead. I before, am dead before like, I even fucking hit the ground, and they are eating me alive. I am. I am. Di- I am screaming and dying and being eaten alive in front of the whole party. However, however, there is um, some mechanics, and, and then and then I die. Yeah, you, because I, and that's well, well, that's no, only no, like no, the no, third no, no, squid. No, you don't die yet. Um, this this is a, like because there is a very specific order of things here. Um, because the way uh, there are things you can do in Soulbound, um, you can use Soulfire. Um, is like a, a a it's like a group resource that you can use to like you know boost people back to health and things. There's various things you can do, but there's also a thing called Last Stand, which if your character is about to die, you can do a Last Stand. It basically brings them back to full power so that they can unleash like a big final attack. And then they they die. It's, and, it, then they absolutely yeah. just die. Then you absolutely die. Now, I did that. The thing is, is that bright mages have a spell. Well, they can take a spell that Snipe just happened to take with Pavi. Uh, what's it called? From the Ashes, I believe. From Which the is, Ashes. Um, if I die before my next turn, I can resurrect myself. And depending on how many successes I roll, is how much toughness I regain. Hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. Last stand, like from the ashes, and Die. then and then I get I get fucking mauled to pieces. I am dead. I am an ex bright mage. I am um, in shreds. Yeah, I, it is. It, it is a screaming, brutal agony death. It is the most violent and horrific death I have ever encountered in a tabletop RPG. It is ever, it and is, it happened to me. <laughs> It is hard to explain exactly how hard Pavi dies here. And that was like um, the third squig out of 12. However, with Pavi dying, that meant all of these squigs were now in one area. Yes. And my and character wields a minigun. And the thing is, um, you <laughs> can't just pray and spray into a crowd with your teammates because it will hurt them as well. Yeah. But if one of them happens to be dead and partially digested... So I just unleash all of my things into that and, and kill like a bunch of them and reduce the rest of them to low health and then Hobby's character Aethlandir has like a fucking It's like scythe. Hail of Doom and oh, she, like, big 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 side. They, they use their side yeah. thing. And they just and, and which has a similar effect and so just scythe through the rest of them. Uh, whilst Connick launches at the goblin, Connick tears chunks out of the fuck out, out of fucking what's his name, bitch nozzle. Yeah, <laughs> Drizzle Shroom. Drizzle Shroom. I know what I said. Um, and and uh, and Drizzle Shroom's like ah shit, and then runs away. He and- fucking smoke bombs away. 
just before Connick fucking kills him. And we're all left there going like, wow, Pavi died hard. And then and everyone's having like a moment like there's, there's kneeling, there's wow, that is as much of a shithead as Pavi was. That is, fuck, that is a way to go. And then I revive, which is basically clawing, screaming from my own ashes because, oh, that was it before, like, um, just before, like, you mow them down. Um, I died and I exploded in flames and all the squeaks were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I had their tongues burnt because yeah. I was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I crawl screaming from the, the fucking ashes of my own corpse. And I'm like, I am very tired. So Connick <laughs> carries me so I can sleep. For well, like that the... sounds like excellent tactics. Yeah, it is <laughs> legit. Actually, uh, Shanus was doing some like uh, doing some. If numbers. I'm a fucking sociopath, it's terrific. Shanus yeah. is doing some numbers in the background, and he's like, you know, if you do get low on this soul fire resource, because when you do last stand, it refills your soul fire. You could technically just turn Pavi into like a soul fire back to a battery, because all she has to do is pull off that one relatively easy spell. Uh, to to resurrect herself, and you can just kill her endlessly, and she can just resurrect yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I'm fucking sitting right here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit messed up. Um, so to we we eventually find the other airship, um, find other survivors, other survivors, and we start repairing it, and then we start seeing some goblins on the horizon. No, which... no, we don't. We, we all notice it, and then Pavi, this might surprise everyone, just fucking hucks a fireball at one of the goblins, <laughs> just pff, fireball. Uh, and we're like, okay, we've got to hurry, because, you know... Because they're scouts, they're going to be back and in greater numbers. Yeah, bunch. and uh, just before we finish up uh, finish up getting prepared to go, tons of them arrive. Literally like a fucking horde. A horde of squigs and squig, uh, and squig riders arrive, Jeez. and sort of just... And we, we already know how vicious squigs are in close quarters. Yeah, squigs are... Jesus, they are broken. Well, I mean, they're not, because they're quite low toughness, and you can kill them from a distance. You just can't let them get close because then they will literally tear. They'll they'll literally tear chunks out of you. Well, I am living of... proof, living dead proof. I mean, you know, to be fair, there was twelve of them, and you are just a mage. Two of them nearly, well, completely like removed all the toughness from a storm cast who has yeah. like really good armor. And and Conic was knocked prone, which yeah. I, I have like a um a spell that increases your armor class by like a step. Which, you know, ma- meant that he was... They needed to roll sixes to fucking hit him. Because it's on d6s. Yeah. And, yeah, that that went pretty well. We we killed a bunch. And then then they all retreated. Well, uh, they sort of, like... They, they, they fucking hit and ran. They, they hit and run. And then, like, a wave of just regular goblins came in. Which, mm. actually, we kind of massacred relatively easily. Yeah. Then... Then... Then there was, like, a, a brief pause. And then Drizzle Shroom reappeared. But he was riding a trogoth. Yes, he was. So just a fucking... Which made all of us fucking shit. Um, however, there was a plan. So I, my, uh, my kind of side, uh, side weapon, because I've got uh, this volley gun, which is basically a fucking minigun, mm-hmm. um, is a um, vulcanizer pistol, which if it's you... It's like a melter gun, isn't it? Basically. Well, yeah, if, you, if you roll a six when you're rolling for, like, if you hit, then it literally destroys a piece of their armor. And means that it lowers their, like, 
it makes their armor be a step down yeah. permanently. So this thing had armor and Pavi had dropped a fireball on the ground. So it turned it, the area into a minor hazard. So it's like chipping off one point of armor. But also it was, it basically took half damage from any of my spells, which is all I have. Well, it, well what it did was it doubled its armor. Yeah. Um, so so against like, magic. Okay. Yeah. So uh, magic wasn't that useful against it. Nope. But if you blow all its armor off, it has zero armor. So if you double zero, it's still zero. Um, Maths. So blew all its ar- blew all its armor off. Um, it was sitting there in fire, and now it was vulnerable to most things. And then Colin just ran up this fucking troll and just cut the f- cut Drizzle Shroom in fucking half. Yeah, literally, just cut him in fucking half. Just f- see you stitch that and just fucking carves him up. One turn killed the uh, the the. The leader, because he was like a separate entity, yeah. just killed him outright in like one turn. And we're all just left there. Okay. But then we've got an angry Trogoth to deal with, uh, which then storms up and... Grabs you out the fucking sky. Yeah, grabs me out the sky. Just mine. Um, and I'm like, okay. And, and he starts like fucking crushing you. Slaps Aethondir to the point that like starts getting them down into low wound territory yeah, and like so we're super ooh, fucking worried one more turn one more turn and that it could kill either of us honestly because of how quickly it goes goes to shit you're hurling magic at it mm-hmm. um and i i'm sort of like re- wrestling in you know in its in its grasp and i'd like pull out my vulcanizer pistol and start jamming it in whatever holes i can you, find first of all you shove it up its nose and fire and that doesn't really that doesn't really seem to do much. So I jam it in its ear. Yeah, and we're like, no, go for the eye. And you're like, no, the ear. That se- that sends a message. And we're like, what fucking message, dude? Uh, and it turns out the message was blowing a hole all the way through its head. Yeah, it just fucking dies mm-hmm. as I just I basically like think of a melter gun from 40k. I basically stuck one of those in in its ear and pressed the fucking trigger. Yeah, it did not have much of a head left. No, but um, and then we're all alive, which is. Well, I mean, I only died once, so, you know, I'm okay. I got better. But yeah, so that was... Yeah. yeah. And then we got back on the ship and... and Fucked off back to, to continue our journey onwards to uh, to Brightspear. Yeah. And that was that was, that was was the introductory, like, yeah. basic start. It's not... Like, it's technically the introduction to the starter campaign they made for <laughs> Soulbound. It's a prequel to the starter. <laughs> so... It goes pretty hard. Yeah. Um, it was fun though. We there had is, a good group and a good deal. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and, and Shanice did a great job of like taking the parts that were perhaps a little unreasonable if you had depending on like the makeup of the group. Because like the, there's some parts of it where if you didn't have at least X amount of people with ranged ability, you'd just be dead. Literally brick wall. Dead man there, there would be no around. way of doing that part. Just You would just die. Um, like, it doesn't seem to be quite well balanced in that regard, but Shannon's did a great job of, oh, man, absolutely, of, yeah. of making it kind of work. So but yeah, we, we are planning on, on continuing, so we'll keep you updated. But yeah. Um, thank you for listening to us. Just carry on. <laughs> It was it was a it was a fun little thing. It was a fun little yeah. thing. Yeah, um, was it nice playing something that sounds very different to D anD D? It was very different, mm. and honestly, it's, <clears throat> it made me appreciate the differences between both of the systems. So yes, mm. it was it was good because like nice. you know you you play one like like game system and you're like oh you just kind of that that's the one that you um, you can pair to everything else because that's your baseline mm. kind of yeah that's that's your foothold and yeah no it's like. 
I you can tell it's more set towards like the Warhammer kind of side of playing, like you know wounds and and D, everything's a d6 and whatnot. And it's like yeah, no, it's it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, it's apparently based on a very, the, the very very similar um, to Wrath and Glory, um, apparently. Mm. Um, although it's better than Wrath and, and Glory. Glory is the 40k um, yeah. uh, TTRPG. Which I would like to have a shot at one time, um, even though I know it's not very good. I think it might be a thing where I'd, I'd be much, I'd be happy to DM something like that because that's a setting I fucking know. But yeah, any final thoughts about um, Soulbound? That's yeah, alright. Because I know we skimmed over that a lot quicker <laughs> than we, we normally would. No, no, like I, a... I wanted to kind of get past it because, you know podcast length and stuff yeah um, it was it yeah. was a lot longer than we intended yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> um but no i i like it i like it's it's different it's fun i think i would get a lot more out of it if i was more familiar with aos law which i am not even though i wrote all of it hmm. on the uh, bright side uh, they have just uh like been starting to put out uh stuff saying that um lizard men will be added to it because you really wanted to play like, i really wanted to play skink. and then you were like oh, i guess i'll play a fucking dwarden whatever yeah i i i really wanted to play a skink but they hadn't been added to the game yet i mean what i really wanted to do was play a goblin but like it's all based around forces of order so mm-hmm. like the grand alliance order yeah. and players so but yeah no um it was fun it was very fun mm. but yeah we uh, should get onto the questions we should do the questions Trumbly bumbly yeah yes what is the ML? Um, the drummer mat at gmail.com. Good, good. And uh, do we have questions? Have people indeed send, sent questions? Or we is do. this just we... going to be a really awkward transition where you go no and then we no. sit here quietly for 10 minutes? And then I ask questions and people don't want. People do not want me to ask people questions. People do not want to know what your questions are. <laughs> they don't, they don't uh, want to but know. But to get away from that, uh, what are the questions that people have right. indeed asked us? So for, I was going to say let's blast through these a bit quickly, just looking at the time. But this first one's going to be a bit longer, but I think okay. it's going to be worth it. Okay. So it's an interesting one. Max. Hello. A very long time ago, I caught a minor snippet of a show I wasn't familiar with that looked like a Jerry Anderson production. I'm now trying to identify the show and the episode based on the extremely limited information I can recall. Okay. So they, they thought that Wib might be able to help out. And I, and I actually think that maybe if you don't know, someone who listens might. Okay, so, yeah, sure. There's a link here because they pre- a few days ago, well, okay, it would have been a few days ago if I answered the email a few days ago. It's actually <laughs> apparently tw- 27 days ago they they asked this on Stack Oof. Exchange. Um, yeah, I don't think we mentioned so, it, but yeah, sorry this podcast is late. It just, it just is, don't worry about it. Because yeah, 2021 is a hellhole and all of us are anxious and depressed and shit. So, you know, yeah. don't take it personal. Um, so, I'm, I'll, I'll read through this, I'll try and truncate it where I can, but it'll be a little bit longer. So, years and years ago, I caught a snippet of what looked like a Jerry Anderson Super Mario Nation show on TV. The only thing I was really familiar with is Thunderbirds, and it didn't look like any episode of that, so it must have been something else, probably. I remember exactly two things of this brief snippet. So, a shot of a man in a wheelchair in a wide-open, luxurious room. The space looked something like a fancy hobby lo- lobby with marble tiles in, I think, blacks and greens. Some art and expensive looking furniture. A man in a wheelchair, I think like a sleek, black, then futuristic type motorised one, was riding up a shallow slope in the foreground. And then a woman's voice says, how can I get any rest with all this excitement? Or something to that effect. Okay, you're literally just describing <laughs> X-Men. But yeah. <laughs> that... Um, yeah um i mean uh if it... this as a side note this this was probably about 10 to 15 years ago so yeah um so. i i can't say that i i can think offhand because um there are uh i'm 
basically uh, a lot of the Jerry Anderson stuff from uh, I think Thunderbirds is the is kind of the first one to sort of have that kind of like look because uh, he did stuff beforehand like Supercar and Fireball XL5 and, and Four Feather Falls um, but they're quite distinct when you see them mostly because they're in black and white and don't look as good as Thunderbirds um, but sort of post Thunderbirds you know your Stingray your Captain Scarlet well, actually, come to think of it, Captain Scarlet does look a bit different because the heads are smaller for the well, puppets. It's, it's more realistic looking. Yeah, there's a more realistic proportion, um, which is why you'll see in Captain Scarlet you don't tend to see the puppets walking around because they can't walk because their the, heads are too heavy. Uh, no, their bodies are too heavy. Same because uh, the mechanics <laughs> the mechanics are in the head uh, for like the, the, the blinking and stuff, uh, like the batteries and stuff were all in the head for like Thunderbirds puppets, allowing them to walk and stuff. Whereas I think they're in the body for the Captain Scarlet puppets because their heads are smaller. Mm. Um, which is why in some stuff afterwards you will sometimes see puppets that look like they have bigger heads than others because they were reusing puppets from previous shows <laughs> and they don't quite line up scale-wise sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, having, like, a a wheelchair, the only thing I can think of that that could be is I'm pretty sure the boss character is in a wheelchair in Stingray. So it could be him. And one of his main, like, um, attendants was a lady who I forget the name of offhand, but she was a redhead. Um, what is describing X-Men to me? <laughs> so it could be st- it could be Stingray, because that does have, like, a guy in a futuristic wheelchair. Um, hmm. It could be. Stingray's good. I like Stingray. Um, okay. Well, if anyone has any ideas... Email in, yeah. and I'm just—I'm intrigued to see whether we can use the podcast to like answer these sort of questions. Although not that we'll necessarily do this if, if anyone else asks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it will no, no, no. get very old very quickly. But as a one-off, I'm just intrigued as to see if this will get yeah. us anywhere. But if it's like, <laughs> but it could also just be a one-off episode of any given show that just happened to have a character in a wheelchair. Um, yeah. So I—I uh, I don't, I don't want to say definitely, yeah. but the only thing I can think of offhand is Stingray. Okay. Right. Let's quick fire through some of these next ones. Okay. Hell on Earth. Hello. Snipe. Yes. You're doing okay and you're enough. Thank that's, you. There's not a question. Uh, Matt, have you ever met Matt Ward? Uh, 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 Which one, drummer Matt or, I, 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 or I was, husband? No, was, Matt Ward. Have you ever met Matt Ward? Uh, I have not, but I, I, we do <laughs> you follow, follow... You follow each other on Twitter and he's a real cool guy. We follow each other on Twitter. I've had a few through, like uh, conversations with him through, through the medium of Twitter and he seems like a really nice guy. He helped us get some of the... Um, a couple of the images of rules for um, the Citadel Combat Cards video. So um, I think I once stated that Matt Ward um, is in the bracket of people who I will get into a fight with to defend in a Warhammer World parking yeah, like no, lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a uh, for, by all by um, all, all all my experiences with them. Hmm. Excellent. Um, next up, Brandon. Hello. The Imperium of Man shows up with a ship orbiting modern Earth, as in presumably our Earth. Mm. The Adeptus Administratum, in all their yep. intelligence, demands a tithe from us. For some reason, they recognise you. I guess collectively, you each mm-hmm. as the sole negotiator and ultimate authority on Earth. Which, I mean, that seems legit. Yeah, yeah. What item do you convince the Administratum is an acceptable tithe? Oh, I'm going to say... Gamers. <laughs> Get rid of them. What's a tithe? It, it, it's uh, it, like, in, like a pay, pay us to not bomb your planet, oh, I guess. Oh, protection money. <laughs> yeah, protection okay, money. Okay, racket yeah. shit. Now, yeah. see, crime, I get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would give them Digimon. Handheld Digimon. 
and be like, behold, the machine spirit is active. Enough would he try and persuade them that it's valuable, or would he just assume that they'll just get distracted playing it and then well, not get round to doing anything better? What bad? I would do, um, I, I honestly, I think I've told one little white lie in my entire life, so I'm not very good at lying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up, the pair of you. We, we, neither of us said words. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, just... I feel that maybe you doubt me, and that that hurts me. That's that's a direct attack on my purity. I mean, you know, other people hear these podcasts, right? So, yeah. so they 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 know of your lies. I don't lie. I've never lied in my entire life. Never lied at all. No. Okay. So I'd be like, I'd just be like, ah, oh, yes, okay. I'd be bring me the Digimon, and then someone would pass me like a Digimon, and I'd I'd hand it over. And then they'd be like, uh, what's this? And because the Imperium of Man is so fashy and so up their own fucking dick holes, I'm going to be like, surely a civilization as advanced as yours knows a Digimon when you see it. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, no, of course we do. Okay, you're fine. Well, in fairness, they version... play into their own sense of superiority. The problem is, is that the Imperium of Man has like a ban on artificial intelligence. And I know the, the machine spirit kind of like, uh, it's a whole thing, but that has like organic. It's, it's a whole thing. Well, then, um, yeah. But uh, because I'm not telling them what it is, you give it, it to the them, batteries are probably run out, and they'd be like, "Oh, the machine spirit in this is strong," but they might also accuse you of tech heresy and exterminate the planet. I mean, honestly, as well, just exterminate Britain. I'm fucking sick of Turf Island. So you know, fair, it's, a, it's a win-win. Fair. Can I leave first? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. There's like eight or nine people that you know can probably. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, John. He Russell. is not in Britain. <laughs> no, I just mean in the world. I no, thought we were I was talking about, about blowing up the world. Yeah, you were talking about blowing up Britain. So he yeah. is in Britain. He's in the kitchen. He's not. Yeah, he is. He's not. That's the Your doll. Your wife's that, boyfriend that's the has doll bought that you a PS5. Made. <laughs> the doll no! that you've made out of socks. <laughs> <laughs> miscellaneous newspaper stuffing it (laughs) no because I can never find any newspaper they're in shops dear why I think that's a very good question (laughs) I mean yeah why is I I don't know why anyone buys a newspaper but they are available in the shop oh okay I thought you you said I thought you said newspapers are in shock I'm like fuck why what happened (laughs) is it because Pedro Pascal is a very real husband of mine who's in the kitchen who's like gonna give you a PS5 because you know my husband's like my your wife's boyfriend wants you to be happy (laughs) Dear. Every now and again, I remember that you're like that. My father-in-law listens to these podcasts, and I'm like, "How can he even deal with me?" Hey, Dad. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry about all the cum. What even was the question? Um, tithe. What are we oh, yeah, I, would, I would. I would offer a bird's caramel donut because they're so good they would just okay. have to not bother. That sounds disgusting. So you'd we should off- definitely never eat those again. So you'd offer a thing of genuine worth. Snark would offer a thing that um Don't you dare say Digimon aren't genuine worth. <laughs> well something something that they that may can may confuse and confound them ooh, and I would ooh, simply no, 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 I use it as answer. an excuse to get rid of the gamers. So, I, cha- you know, I change I'm... I change my answer. I change my answer. Okay. It mine would be like a fifty thousand word enemies to friends to lovers slow burn romantic fanfiction. Because then they'd like they'd be like, oh yes, the sacred texts, and I'd be like, ha it's literally my immortal or whatever. Also, <laughs> that's not that's not the category that which I stated, yeah. but you know, just like give them something like my immortal or like um, Hogwarts School of 
prayer and miracles. Give, give him access to just AO3. Give him access to fanfiction.net. Not AO, no, AO3 is good. That's that's where I hang out. AO3 oh, is oh you, wanted, you wanted to give him the shit stuff? No, give him Wattpad. Oh, no. That, yeah. Sonic on, the fanfiction Imper- the, the Imperium Man is a brutal, like, <laughs> theocratic, like, autocracy. But they don't but, deserve Sonic fanfiction? <laughs> but they don't deserve fucking Wattpad. I don't know. I think some of them might. I'd be like, and they'll be the like, t- oh yes, a new form of torture. Your planet is safe. Nay, honored in the eyes of the emperor. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> also, you, you like sometimes it won't send out an email verification, but you know, just uh... next question. <laughs> okay, um, Dean. Hello. Would you rather fight a single-sized grot or gaunt? Delete as applicable for the two of you, or all of your grots slash nids come to life but stay at their like current size. Well, I mean... I would fight... Uh, wait, is it this respective armies? I'm guessing yeah, so I, I'd have to fight a Gaunt. There's a no... Gaunt is way worse to fight than a Grot. Yeah, like, what the mm. fuck? Like, Dean, come yeah, on, Yeah, but man. you're more powerful, so... Okay, that's actually true. That yeah, true. I'd bulldog the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd fight, like, a one, like... Like, like one one-size Gaunt. I, 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 I would just, um, yeah. be happy to fight uh, my Grots, considering... You'd have a slap fight. Or you'd play... you have a thumb war. Well, my, my Grot... I have, like, uh, I think 75... Uh, regular grots and most of the other things are like big machines so they probably don't count yeah um so i'm pretty sure i can take what is effectively well, like a toddler like 70 <laughs> like 70 beetles like in terms well, of power it's interesting you see that because the question actually says it says would you rather fight a single one of your whichever it is or all of your grots need to come to life. It doesn't say you have to fight them. It just says they come oh, wait, to life. Oh wait, 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 wait! Like so, that's the, the group. The group has come to life, but the individual. Yeah, no, I'll fuck a, I'll fucking like fight a singular gaunt that is just a piece of fucking plastic. Wow. No, it's, it's all of them. No, 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 no. One one full-size gaunt, or all of your nids come to life. I mean, with your nids, it's the same but question. But are they full they would, size? They, they, no, they're the same size. So all your nids would come to life and fight you because they're nids. But the grots, you might not have to fight them. Like you could like rebellion. persuade them. You could persuade them that you're like Gork or Mork or I guess with warp walk. <laughs> I mean, I am bigger yeah. than them, and that's yeah, exactly. like how hierarchy works yeah. in, in so, green like, skin culture. Exactly. I have so really drawn just... the short end of the fucking stick in this because yeah, you have to fight them regardless. Okay, like, I'm going to fight like the little ones then because I'm just going to put my boots on and stamp. Saying on them. that, Grots have mm. gone up to uh, are going up to toughness three, so taking one in a physical fight is definitely harder. It's not. Grot, you, you could football kick a fucking grot. They're bigger than you think, but smaller than you'd hope. Yeah, yeah, but also <laughs> I'm bigger than you think, and I'm gonna fucking bulldog one of them. Oh yeah, you could take you you could take a, a grot in a fight. No worries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're but they're roughly equivalent to like the strength of an average human now. Um, I'm not. Yeah, which is well, in, ter- well, in yeah. terms of to- <laughs> in terms of toughness anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so they're, they're, so- I'm not sure I like that to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, um, you think of them as being like super small, but it's just because they're next to orcs who are fucking yeah. huge, like and you see them, hunched. you see them next to space marines who are also fucking huge. Like, mm. it's not to say that, that that grots are big, but they're not as small as you think. Yeah, yeah, they're not okay, like point, shin high or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, all no, right. There we Let's go. not dwell. Six foot alligator. Hello, I love if... you, and I wish to, I wish to have you in my home one day. <laughs> Threatening. No, 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 because it's, it's Flat Fuck Friday, and they, they make, like, alligators. This is not going up on Friday, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I know, every day I know, is Flat Fuck Friday in, in the hearts. hearts of the righteous. Yeah, okay. 
if you could bring back one confectionery product from the past, <gasps> so including its, you know, its price, so it would be you'd be you could get it at the same price you used to, and in the quality and the ownership, it's not owned by some weird other company, or whatever. Blah blah. blah. Which would it be and why? Okay, Snow- actually, snowflakes. Yeah, okay, snowflakes are pretty legit. Okay. Snowflakes. Uh, if you don't know, they were in Britain. They are um, like they were flaky white chocolates covered um, in like a layer of milk chocolate. Covered in a layer of milk chocolate. And they were fucking. I mean, that sounds uh, amazing. They made were, by Cadbury's, so, so they were good. fucking lovely. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, oh god, what were they called? Uh, Snozberry bars, which were a Wonka thing, which was green, like dyed green white chocolate with like gr- like. Like dyed purple white chocolate with like neon green like apple flavored nerds in them, they were fucking legit. I I remember I saved up for like two weeks and bought a fucking confectionery box of them and ate them in three days. It was worth it. <laughs> you lived the dream. I did, and I think I was the last person to ever buy them because like they've never done like they've never really done chocolate licorice over here. So, like, I'm angry about that. Because, like, they used to sell it in TK Maxx, and then they were like, hey, Snipe, fuck you in particular, and now they don't sell it anymore, and it's, I cry ever, Tim. It's definitely a personal thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Drummond back, what about you? Um, I don't know. Like, there's not... Can what I about... bring back Fred- Freddo's, but, like, just, just mostly so I can get them at 10p again, rather than, <laughs> I don't know, £7.50 or whatever they are now. <laughs> no, no, I thought you were going to say, you remember those football, like, Kinder Eggs? Chocolate crazy, like football, football crazy chocolate. No. Come and grab yeah. a ball and play football with the lads. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you don't remember that ad? That it was, was fucking yeah, everywhere. I don't know what it's an advert for, but I remember that. It was like it was like a Kinder. It was like a milk chocolate sphere that had like a really ugly, like big head footballer in it. Football, and it literally, yeah. Come on, have a ball and play football with the lads. It's like, oh, it's like a, a, a something, something. Did it? A hero in your hand. They're the greatest players from the best teams in the land. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> I literally, I would sing that in class, and everyone would join in. <laughs> it's like oh eight hundred double oh ten sixty. It was like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I nearly got kicked. If anyone was interested, yeah, yeah. I nearly got kicked out of an exam for just saying the words "Beauty and the Beast" in a weird, like, um, fucking Angela Lansbury impersonation. I did fail that exam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not surprising. To be fair, the the woman who did it, she was like awful, and she was gonna. She basically promised me she was gonna fail me anyway. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna sing Beauty and the Beast during your fucking exam, and I'm gonna go to the fucking like bathroom." Oh, so you were doing? Were you doing Taylor's oldest time? Because that was no, I was just sung going, by Beauty Angela. And the Beast. I was doing it in a minor, so it was a bit. Ooh, a bit but yeah, well, okay, that's less weird because that is that was just sung by Angel Lansbury. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think I wouldn't do? <sighs> this motherfucker. Well, well, there's a difference between just saying you were you were saying the words "Beauty and the Beast" in Angela Lansbury's voice, and then adding the additional context. No, I was doing the part of the song that Angela Lansbury sung in the old movie. Yeah, that Disney made yeah, of yeah. "Beauty and the Beast." Yeah, that has much more like solid context for it. Thank you. <laughs> Look, if, you know, if, if I understand if you're not up to my so, staggering I'm, intellect. I'm sorry, I'm keeping up with you sometimes is a little difficult. Yeah. I've heard I have that. no idea if you answered the question in the end of all. I can't remember what the question was. No, it's fine. Also, to answer <laughs> Snipe's question, what? which apparently you asked, I can't remember what question you asked, but my favourite metal is lead because holding it slowly kills you and I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, Apparently That's what my father said about was. me, so yeah, I get it. Um, also, stop up. being self-deprecating, I'm going to come fucking find you and slap you upside the head. And they give you some chalky milk because you're too hard on yourself. Nice. 
Next up, Roro. Hello, Roro. Have we tried the VR game Blade and Sorcery? No, but I really want to because yeah, it looks past... like so stupid and which, silly. Which one's this? Oh, that's that's. Um... It's a VR melee combat game, but it's like they a mention melee. it because there is a Star Wars mod called the Outer Rim, and you can use Kylo's cross guard saber. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they thought it would be relevant for you, Snipe. I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, is this is this something we can play on our uh, on the one we've got? I don't know. Shall actually. I look into it for you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I've seen. Like, oh, right. Do you remember I showed you that GIF? Of um, like there's like a medieval dude coming up to uh the person who's playing, and they reach out and grab him by the throat, and then they kind of do the they fold each individual finger, and then they just kind of like like speedball his face, and then slap him back and forth and yeet that, him over a bridge. That uh, I might have so to, uh, because the the moving individual fingers thing um isn't that a Steam VR thing? I don't know because that's that's related to the way I its controller works. I just so. know that I really do mm. want to play that game, so we'll have to. Figure it out. Yeah, because we can't do the individual finger movements because we don't have the kind of controllers that do that. Yeah, but I'd like to figure it out. We'll, do, we'll try and figure something out. Yeah. Okay, uh, Whip, speed round from Michael. Okay. Hello. As a fellow fan of, oh, there's a theme here, Jerry Anderson's work. <laughs> have you seen any of the following? Filmed in Super Mario Nation, a documentary? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever watched a documentary about the stuff, so no. Okay. Uh, Thunderbirds 1960? Which is apparently three new episodes made from audio dramas. Uh, no. No. Uh, I will look into that. There you go. Uh, Thunderbirds I Go with the reboot series. Is that the one that... No, because they all look like sex dolls and it freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then also apparently there's a new Jerry Anderson merch site. Yes, yes I, was looking... I found that because... <laughs> I was looking at that the other day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found that for Wib and I sent it to him. And it was just like, it's not so much as, you know, losing an internet connection... Or a husband, so much as gaining a lot of Jerry Anderson merchandise. I I would buy <laughs> basically everything from that store. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Next up, Pineapple Fantastico. Um, to counter name. their question from last time, or at least previously, at some point when they asked about the good bits about coming to live in the UK, and then we got a bit miserable about it for a while. <sighs> as a counter to that, when it's safe to, where are some places you'd want to visit? Bunny. The place. There's, there's a, there's there's a, a village. town called yeah. Bunny. It's actually not very far oh. from here. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So I can get there and go Bunny. Well, like anywhere in the anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. Oh, I, I've always wanted to go to New York and just get shattered at by an Italian American person. <laughs> like I'm walking here, and then I just come. I die. I mean, it's the obvious weeby answer, but I would love to go to Japan. I'd love to go to mm. Tokyo. Um, yeah. I'd love to take you to Australia and watch you fight a huntsman in hand to hand combat. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I hand to glance. That's the like. That's the that's the entry requirements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having heard about the fucking flora and fauna of Australia, I do not understand how it functions as a country. A lot of people don't until they get there and realise that you know, hey, a lot of these vicious predators and stuff don't like forty thousand people in like a very small area. So what you're saying is that I should stick Just to go- big cities that are full of millions of people. Yeah, but then you still got co- you still get cockroaches and you still get like um, huntsmen. You get you tend to get red redbacks out in whoop whoop, uh, in like smaller rural kind of towns, like the one I grew up in. Mm. Yeah, whereas like you know, if you live in an apartment, you'll fucking never see one. Apart from New York, is there anywhere else you'd like to go? Um, I want to go to Disney World. There's some you want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Duh. Mm. Yeah, I, I want. To, I want to go, like to and go. I want to get myself a fuck. It. I want to go through the making your own lightsaber thing because I watched Tom Scar do it with him and his friends, and I actually just cried, 
because it was so cool and pretty <laughs> and nice. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. Um, uh, Matt, actually, because you're way more traveled than we are. Um, um, I also want to go to Germany. Like, is there anywhere that you want to go that you haven't been? Um, I'm going to put aside for this question. I've used up my a lifetime's worth of flying credits or whatever. Like, I don't feel like I should fly anywhere ever again, basically. <laughs> um, but assuming we could just like teleport to these places in this this yeah. fantasy quest- question that that there, yeah, Japan is up there on the list. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the thing awesome. is, you're the you're the tallest of our friend group. You will have the most trouble in Japan. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm actually genuinely surprised you've never been. Yeah, we were very Your close. To, been, we were very he? close to going. I'm sure, like Nat's been, hasn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. Huh. I feel like I might remember that, but who knows? I, I th- I'm <laughs> sure I remember him telling me about going to Japan. Or Quite at least, possibly. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. Like, God I very knows much what Nat's doing. We were very, we were very close to doing it before we moved to France. We were about to give up on applying for jobs and doing things and going. You know what? Let's just go traveling for a bit. Mm. And then just uh, just after we um, started making very rough plans, we we got. We've got the job in France. So. Gainful employment <laughs> is a bitch. I know. Yeah. Um, we're very close. Mm. And but doing yeah, a food no. tour of like Southeast Asia because I love Asian food. <gasps> mm, so we're just going to go around and try lots of food. Yeah, that sounds good. That it's going to be great. Um, I don't currently have any inkling to go back. To that. I've been to New York. I haven't been to any other bits of the States, but I, can't, I just... I just don't want to go to a place where it could it's feasible that someone could be walking past me with a gun. That just that's just not somewhere I want to go. I I fully understand. It's like that, I just yeah. don't understand why that's a thing and what what. Yeah, there's good parts. Yeah, there's there's loads of bits I'd love to see in another universe, but mm, yeah. No, I, I, I fully that. get it. I fully get it. It's like um, yeah, it's like I like I walk down the street and I don't have to worry about someone fucking shooting me. Mm. And it's, yeah, okay, it's not likely, I mean, but it's way it's more not... likely than somewhere where there's just not guns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It is something that I think is because, um, like the, the the discussion of guns is is far more. We're not getting than, into that. Mm, we don't have a prepared statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but it is a fascinating thing. Like, you know, when you're talking from the perspective of someone who comes from a country where just no one has guns. The like, only people who have like you know, weaponry over here is farmers, pretty much. Uh, and they're all like, they're the kind of people who wouldn't ever come near you because you're poor. <laughs> so, you know, they're probably um, not going to shoot you. So it's, yeah, it's it, the the way um, the American culture of, of um, I should say United States rather, uh, culture hmm. of um Just say of, South of Canada. Is, is so <laughs> perplexing and just alien to like so many people from countries <sighs> outside of it. I do I, really love guns though. I mean, I I have fired multiple guns, and I I would love to own some, but I also understand that they're, 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 they're kind of a bit risky. Our guns. Yeah, I don't so, really want to get into the gun debate because it's actually it's, no, it's again, way more complicated. No prepared um, statement. It's not black and white, but yeah. So yeah. I I understand your reasoning, dude. I fully do. Yeah. Um. But I also want to go to New York because <laughs> I just think it's cool. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, it's we big. Have... We had very good pizzas in, in Little Italy in New York. Oh. Like I said, I know it's like a tourist trash thing, but I, I just really want to mm. take uh, I really want to take Snipe to like all the theme parks and stuff in Florida that I visited mm. as a kid. Just because if you, I want to fucking I know football it's just, kick a vulture. I know it's just fucking <laughs> it's tourist nonsense, but theme parks are fun. Yeah, they are. I don't get to go. I don't get to go to them very mm. often. Yeah. The last one I went to was American Adventure. American Adventure, <laughs> yeah. which. In case you all don't know, 
fucking sucked and I'm glad it's dead. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to see what people like, in the everyone... fucking Amber Valley interpret American culture? Oof. It was just, it was a little bit of like, North, like, like Native American like cultural appropriation. And the, the, I like the cowboy ones though, because all the cowboys are really hot. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. The, but although I could just go anywhere and see handsome cowboys. So like, yeah. It wasn't worth paying like fifteen quid to get in to just look at a guy, look at an attractive yeah. guy in a hat. And it's long since I can look um, at attractive people in hats on the internet. I don't need to pay money yeah, to go. And that that theme park is long since dead and has been abandoned yeah. for years. Yeah, my brother went skating there a few times because it is just this bare bones, miserable fucking like urban decay bullshit. I remember we tried to get into it once, but they'd really locked it down tight when I, we went I, down. I, and... Probably because of my brother constantly fucking going in there. You know <laughs> what he's like. We got fucking harassed by security guards skating in a car park. At like 6pm on a Sunday, which in England means, that there's, especially in a small town, there's no one around. It's fucking dead. I mean, and this, you... this guy who didn't, he wasn't even working security. He just came up with like a fucking inflated B&Q bag and was like, what do you think you're doing? You can't skate here! And my brother was like, oh yeah, who says? And bear in mind, my brother was like 13 at the time. And he was like, what authority do you have? And I'm like, fuck, I'm getting nervous about this plastic bag wielding lunatic. And my brother's just like, fucking what, mate? Are you going to call cops? <laughs> and he was like, I could. And he's like, okay, would you like to borrow my phone? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know, I don't want to borrow your phone. And like, yeah. Al's, Al's confidence has always been something of a, a, he's a, a wondrous thing to my, witness my, in person. Because he's not, like, aggressive. He's just very, kind of, like, very calm and firm. Yeah. And that gets him out of... Everything. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would like to. I would like to visit a lot of places. But yeah, I'd say those those are up there. Hmm. Fun question. Okie dokie. Um, next question. I don't understand this one exactly. So it might be a good question. It might not. I don't. Who knows? The OC Hello. or just OC, not the OC. I, I said the because Oc. apparently, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, been watching through the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Question regarding the. Rako Hardin arc? Rako Hardin arc? Yeah. So without spoilers, what's your take on Obi-Wan just turning fully into a copy of the Bounty Hunter voice and all, and later wearing a hologram which visually passes as real clone armour? Seems OP to me. I honestly don't think I've got there yet. You so... have not got there. So, so thanks, wanna... thanks for the spoilers, Ock. OC. So I don't want to talk no, about fine. it because it's, yeah that'll, yeah, that'll be spoilers for you. Yeah. I just want to okay. see more little Soka. <laughs> cool. Um, and I barely remember it anyway. So. <laughs> Fair. Um, the sentient hair. Oh. You're going to be body swapped with one Primarch. So, you know, like Freaky Friday style thing. Um, join the Great Crusade for one week. Which and why? But Angron, remember, I'm remember, not only will you be in their body for a week, they'll be in your body for a week. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Um, you see, I was going to say Russ, but because he would be in my body, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to come back and I'm going to be like 14 stone heavier. <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to have like 14, I'm going to have 14 dating apps on my phone. <laughs> 8,000 unread dick pic messages. <laughs> so I'm going to say Vulcan. Because he'd probably just be like, I'm going to break into the local RSPCA shelter and pet everything. Which is what I do anyway. So, yeah. Personally, I would uh, probably just um, body swap with Dawn because uh, no one would notice because I'd be so boring. 
You're not boring. You just like things that suck. <laughs> I just like things being in order. Oh, yes, I'm a very boring voice. I'm joking. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. Which was the one? <laughs> which was the one that we were talking about a while ago? It was like one of the lost ones that, that someone was theorizing just like washed up on a beach somewhere and just is actually just chilling, sipping martinis. Or oh whatever, yeah, because one, one I'm, I'm not. Isn't one of them like? As the lost and the purge, I believe. Yeah, there's the purge. Also, it's worse that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think if I had to choose between the lost or the purged, I'd probably pick the former. Because. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm already a non cis person living in the UK. I'm already getting purged pretty much daily. Mm. So yeah, I fuck it. Let's get lost. <laughs> um, you know, the tagline for Sun Hill Downpour was "Let's get wet," <laughs> which is just like, wow, thirsty for Pendleton, which is the main character's surname. Snipe. I mean this with the utmost respect. Yeah. What the fuck did that have to do with anything? <laughs> it just reminded me. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about Silent Hill. Okay. Okay. Very last question. This is actually a serious one. Oh, okay. shit. Sure. Okay. So, from Liv. Hello. Came out came out as trans to friends a few years ago, and it all went well, and everyone was lovely. Um, Which is excellent. Yeah, yeah no, fucking be. proud of you. Um, you? Came out to my mum a few months back, and she was really lovely about it, and she was, you know, doing the right things, and etc. And very supportive, but... That was a few months ago, and now now Liv thinks that her mum's kind of either forgotten or just kind of drifted back to, you know, using the wrong name and, and things like that. Mm. So, so the question is, how do I tell her again without sounding like a dick? Because Liv realises that it's quite a drastic change and it must be hard for her mum to adjust. So it's it's not going to be an instant, you know, even though her mum's being supportive, it's not going to be an, necessarily like an instant, easy-to-remember thing. Mm. But obviously wants to mention it again somehow because you know so yeah any any thoughts on how to sort of it's a bit of a, a delicate one well i, I think uh, the first thing to mention is that two of the people here are cis and but through no know, fault of their own through, through no fault of our own <laughs> uh so our opinions on this like i i have never had to do anything like that so mm. i yeah no that's a, that's a good start yeah so yeah. um anything we say is you know you know going to be with 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 that kind of caveat and i would say that if anyone listening to this has good Suggestions. That's something to pop down in the yeah, comments. Pop them in the comments. Uh, because I, ha- I'm not, well, I'm just not going to say anything about this because this is not something I have experience with, and I don't feel like anything I say would be um, useful at all here. Hmm. So um, I mean, I will, I will, I will, I will back out here because although I, I, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've had to come out to people as as bisexual, but um, that's a bit of a different thing because I'm mm. also in a straight presenting relationship so it doesn't really affect yeah. my life in any yeah. kind of because you know, while way. I am not a cis gender individual I am I also present quite t- stereotypically feminine yeah so. so I'm kind of moderately femme presenting so it leads to be people to assume yeah um, and it means they, do, they can treat us exactly the same as they did before and it doesn't really change much yeah so, so mm. um, I mean I haven't had much experience of coming out to people um, especially, like, I mean, I don't have parents, so, uh, I came out to my brother, and the thing is, like, I am not a binary trans person, I am a non-binary person, um, so I don't really have any preference on pronouns that aren't she, her, she, they, 
So, you know, and I don't have a new name or anything like that. I'm not, I, I don't know, Liv, about your, your current situation um, with, with pronouns and whatnot, but um, I have friends who are like agender um, and all this, and I also have trans friends. And it's easy for me to say this as a non-binary femme who doesn't really have any plans of transitioning, but I would say the only way to really do it is to just go, yeah, um... Uh, she or like you know whatever your pronouns that you prefer are it's like oh no sorry like like, and then just kind of mention it move on and it is very difficult to do that especially because the world is very shitty against trans people just wanting to exist and i understand how hard it can be to speak up because it is so much easier and less painful to just not say anything um but as with a lot of things, communication. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all you can and do And that's... I'm sorry if that's not a good thing to hear, but that's just, that's my perspective. But again, people in YouTube in the YouTube comments who have had to do this kind of stuff, like, please leave your leave your thoughts, suggestions, and ideas, like, fellow, fellow trans folk um, who can help live out. Because, yeah, again, I'm... I am not cis, but I'm also not fully qualified to answer this question hmm. either. I can just give you my vague idea. So, yeah, I yeah. Just, if I, they do, and it's like the thing, you know, if someone's doing something to you that it, yeah. you know that you are you are not like it, it, it's hurtful, like what they're saying or whatever, even and, if it's not intended and to if, be. And if it seems like they're doing it absentmindedly, then all you can really do is tell yeah. them to. Can you not? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you don't have to like be like, "Listen here, you fucker," <laughs> which not <laughs> suggesting that you would, but like, you know, you just go, "Oh, uh, I've noticed you've uh, used the wrong pronouns, or you've used the wrong name, or or, or whatever. Would you mind um, using these instead?" Because you know, it, I know you didn't do it intentionally, but you know, I just wanted to let you know. It's basically just how you explained it to us, of like, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a big change, you like. Like what is the whole like you know you've had your whole life to figure this out give give your loved ones a few minutes, kind of thing because mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no, I again sorry for the weak ass fucking answer <laughs> we but... can only really give really vague things because yeah. it's not something we've had to yeah. do ourselves yeah but no good on you for coming like good on you for like you know being who you are especially yeah. during good luck good luck yeah 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 okay that that is that was the last question okay. I think now I'm going to go and just like, I don't know, douse myself in ice water because it's so fucking warm in my living room. Yeah. Uh, one thing to actually mention before we wrap up oh, yeah. is that for the um, foreseeable future of uh, The Misanthropod, uh, we are going to be going to one podcast a month for a little while. Um, just just because we're all... We've... We're all mental health fatigued and like, because... It, during these trying times, everything fucking sucks, and it's difficult to put out. You know, it's like it's like you know, you'll probably have noticed that you know, I've been like, well, I've got, no, I haven't really done anything or whatever, and it's like it it does make you feel conscious, and it can make this stressful, and that's not good for mental health. So, in the interest mm. of that, uh, we're going to be yeah lowering instead of two a month, we're going to be having one a month. And, and not least, um, you know, because, like, we, we have done this, this is the 125th episode, so yeah. we've been doing this for literally years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just just taking a little bit a little bit of a, a break from it so we don't get burnt out. And we, yeah. might, we might start trying some different things with the format of this 
this show. Mm-hmm. Um, not not saying what we'd be doing or if we're definitely going to do that, but just just letting you know that thing, things may change up a little bit here and there. Just because um, it's 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 good to have a bit of a change. Yeah, just just to just to keep things interesting for for us um, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no. we'll, see, we'll see you in a month, I suppose. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> much for listening. Thank you for your questions. Um, please send more question in. One per person, if that's okay. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Bye. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye. <laughs>